This is Judge Dredd. I am the law. Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Welcome back, everyone, to the Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And I don't think you were ready for us to get started here today. We're ready for it, though. You you didn't know I was starting. You didn't no, there, know was, there was a cat. There was, was... A ca- there was a cat. And we are here to read, react to, and review the original Judge Dredd Progs. This episode of the podcast, our 48th episode, we will be reviewing Progs 137, 138, and 139. Just after we just did, what was it, Casa de Casa de Boing? Palace, Palace de, de, de Boing. Palace de Boing. Yes, indeed. We are doing a lot of, there's a lot of one shots. Well, uh, it's funny you should mention that, PK, because, um, Are soon, we getting there? Soon, not, not this podcast, but very, very soon, we're going to have like a four-parter coming up. So we're going to have like okay. a, like a little bit of an arc story, you know? It's like a Father Earth kind of thing. That was a four-parter. That so, was, yeah. And that was, I would say, a fine four-parter. Yeah. You know? There's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, a weird, ow, ow. Yes. Don't, don't let my cat kill you, please. He's got his claws and um, he's a good boy. So, PK, have you been playing any Cyberpunk? Not lately. I'm waiting for the PS5 patch and then I'm going to... Is there a PS5, like, full-on PS5 version coming out soon? Uh, there's gonna be a massive patch. Okay. okay. And uh, with the PS5 version, yeah. Okay. Plus, I loaned it to a friend we have. Gotcha, gotcha. I who Brian. Gotcha. I really, I'm look, I'm waiting for the PS5 patch and for my controller to stop drifting. Sad face. Um, have what else have you been up to? Anything else fun? Lots of Fallout 76. Almost beat the the Steel Steel Rain. No, the one after that Steel. I think you said steel something last it's, time. It's because it's the part two of the Brotherhood of Steel thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I, I'm in the, I just did the last mission of that. Nice. So you're like wrapping up the game? Yeah. I'm up The new free DLC, which is pretty cool. That, that All the DLC has been free. Fair. I've been kind of getting into League of Legends too much, which I need to stop. Oh yeah, last time we talked about League of Legends, you had just uninstalled it. Uh, for like the ninth time. In like <laughs> a period of two weeks. <laughs> no, don't do it. Kids at home, anyone listening, don't play it. It's not fun. Don't I've do it. I've never played uh, a MOBA? League of Le- a MOBA. Never once. Really? Let we don't say we talk about Judge Dredd. Yeah, okay. let's talk about Judge Dredd for once. I gotta mention, we are past the halfway point in this compendium. Are we? We are half. We are past the halfway point. We are. We, we are. haven't gotten to any of the things we I've been hearing about. <laughs> two so, things in particular. What are the two things? Judge Death and the uh, the Judge Child. Oh, I was gonna say Boing. No. Oh. You sure it wasn't Boing? I'm positive it was not Boing. Because Judge Death and Boing go together like peanut butter and jelly, let me tell you. I know what the I know the connection between Judge Death and Boing. Why? Because I remembered it from the old Genesis game. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, you had to get Boing bullets to stop their souls into the secret levels. Okay. Once you killed them, their little souls would float away and you had to shoot them with Boing bullets. I cannot believe this is a thing. I cannot believe this is a thing. I will tell you... It is not giant a... bubbles. I remember. Why do I remember giant bubbles? And there you go, boing bullets. Yep. Did you have to Google this, or did it come to you? It. I was watching a slow. I was watching a slow play of the game that I remembered. Gotcha. Okay. And, I, and I saw them shoot a giant bubble at a little purple and soul. You're like, boing bullet. And I thought, that's that's it. That's how they trap their souls. It's with fucking boing. So, let's see how close you come to come to that. We're not there yet. And yet they okay. were like they were like hidden in crates in every level. Oh yeah. I'm I'm excited for you to find out the relation between the two. But no, Judge Child, I don't know if 
exactly that's in here or not. Okay. I have read the whole compendium. Yeah. But I'm not. I don't remember it standing out to me. Okay. Um, what I hmm. will say is we've got some fun stuff set up for today. Oh so boing. Let's start. Oh, oh, a e i o oh, boing. Um, <laughs> let's start off with Prog 137, the death of a judge. Uh, this prog was written and published November 3rd, 1979. Our script is by John Howard Wagner, uh, artist Ron Smith, and letters by Steve Potter. PK, what the fuck? <laughs> if you want to start off with our narration in the upper left over here, go for it. Mega City One, giant metropolis of the future, bred many strange lawbreakers, the evil, the cunning, and the just plain bored. PK, if you want to describe what this really big, awesome image is on our front panel here, what's going on? Uh, okay, there's a... There's a lot to unpack here. There's a there's a, a motorcycle with five wheels. Uh, that is one, true. A chopper, you know, it's got one wheel on the front, and then, you know... Five wheels in the back. <laughs> four on the back, yeah. It's like a trike, so. but plus two more wheels. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, there are these, these three bald guys in the driver's seat. Yep. Named Boom, Nick, and Zit. How can you tell that, PK? Oh, I can tell their names. They're tattooed on their foreheads. They're, they have the words Boom, Zit, and Nick tattooed in flames on their bald foreheads. Why? Why Nick? Boom and Zit are like cool. It's yeah, the rule of three, man. It's but Nick. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole thing. Boom, Zit, and Nick. It's 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 it is the it's you know it's it's lock, stock, and ed, it lock, stock, and barrel. Or, yeah. It's no, like, that that, make, that's the same <laughs> make, that makes sense. But it's, it's like the the ones from The Lion King. Oh, Shinzi, Binzi, Ed. <laughs> yes, that's true. There we go. It is the it is the rule of three though, right? Boom, zit, Nick. These three guys are on a massive vehicle. I describe it as like a imagine if Santa's sled was made in like the uh, Road Warrior. Uh, Mad Max oh, universe. Yeah. But these tires, do they remind you of anything else? Because they remind me of something very specifically. Buttholes. Uh, that's an interesting choice. I went for more Christopher Nolan Batman tumbler kind oh, of wheels. Oh, yeah, they are. They it's are. the big donut, wheel, like roundish wheel that's not yeah. just round from the front but round from big, the sides. Big, deep treads. Yeah, really massive kind of ball, spherical wheels. And what. Kind of like puff buttholes. You know, you went for that description again, and. The more I stare at it, the more upset I get. Um, this vehicle also is covered in, like, horns and fire, and it yeah. says written on the side of it. The Hellfire Club. And uh, Nick is saying, as he reaches into the back, Ha! Yeah! Look at them stupid citizens jump! <laughs> as they're veering through traffic. And Zit calls out, Life sure is more interesting since we started the Hellfire Club. Now, so. The Hellfire Club is a Marvel thing, too. Really? Yeah. It's this is not what I got when I Google because Hellfire Club is a real thing in real oh, life. Oh, that's right. It is a real, actual, like, secret society. I, I, how have you heard of this? Because uh, I used to watch, the, I used to read the X-Men comics with the Hellfire Club. Hellfire Club was in the, in the fucking X-Men comics? Yeah. Son of a bitch. I had no, the first thing I, I went to that came up was the real life Hellfire Club, which I have some stuff written about, down about, which we'll come back to. You know, they have the Black Queen and the, and the White Queen, uh, Emma Frost, who eventually joined the X-Men. I know the, Emma Frost, yeah, and the White the Queen. White the Black King, should, uh, not Shinobi Shaw, that's his son, Sebastian Shaw, who was in the Wolverine movie. Oh my god. As played by uh, Sebastian Kevin Bacon. Yeah, you're right. Holy, wow, dude. Well, good references there. Well done. Yeah. Good old Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Man, you can't get escape six degrees, man. No. As far as you can get. Um, so there's this massive, giant bike. It really it is. It the back half of a, a, a big, like, uh, Cadillac? 
Yeah. And, or, but, and then like a chopper like <laughs> out the front of it. Yeah. It's um, pretty fucking cool. And it's this is something that that would be in Mad Max Fury Road. It very much so, right? And it's like veering through a crowd as a as a judge pulls up and like forces them to uh pull off to the side of the road. Yeah. And this uh, woman from the side's calling out, "Look out!" And this judge is talking. I will tell you, she is a female. Judge. Oh, I can see her lipstick in the next panel. Yep, that's how you talk to the lady. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, fair. <laughs> she she has a line though that she says to these uh, this group of Hellfire Club misfits or whatever they are. Go for it. Joy hap. Why? <laughs> Why? Why do we have to? Can we? Let's try. Let's try again, PK. <laughs> I will, I, I will I do my best look, to edit it just out. Just the look you gave me. God damn. Oh! Should I have Okay. Uh. <laughs> women. What do, what, women. do what I do women. What do think women of, sound like? Think of a woman. Think I of a woman. I don't talk to them. I don't interact <laughs> with them. Uh, there's, there's one as your vice president right now, PK. Yeah, I don't talk to her. Oh my god. Imagine what she might sound like. <laughs> I'm ready for the most <laughs> horrific thing to come out of your mouth. Go for it. Joy Hopper is on the sidewalk. Oh, on the speed walk. There you go. Pull over, you crazies. Uh, someone's like, ah, running ah. out of the way. People diving out of the road. And she is now off the lawmaster, approaching them with like a like a come-hither finger out. Uh, she's like waggling her finger at them. Yep, and she's saying, Let's see your IDs. IDs? Yeah. How does that spell, PK? I-D-E-E-S. IDs. I have never seen this spelling before. I can... I did my Google searching. I could not come up with any relation between weird it and thing. Britain. So it might just be like a weird... I mean, it said stupid earlier with S-T-O-O-P-I-D. It did. So maybe it's like future slang. Yeah. That's the best I got. Anyways. Come on. I'm in a hurry. Uh, and one of the guys, Zit, I believe, says, I got what you want right here, ma'am. Oh, is he grabbing his crotch? Um, maybe. We're going to find out. Uh, if you want to read the narration at the bottom of the page. It takes many years to train a judge... Many years to turn a man or woman nice into the perfect law machine. Now turn the page and keep reading the narration. Oh no, it's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's it say narration wise? It, says, it only takes an instant to kill one. And we now see that Zit has whipped around a and he's got shotgun. Uh, he's got a classic double barrel. He's just whoop as he's firing both barrels. He's got filed teeth. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, he's either filed down to the pointy and he's creepy. He's very creepy looking. He got a heavy brow. This this big sadistic grin on his face as the other the female judge is like falling over backwards. Uh everyone else is hopping back in the vehicle. Zit yells out, "I did it. I killed a judge." And Nick is pointing forward yelling, "Hit the power boom boom. Let's get out of here." Uh, and What's the, the pow- who's Boom? Is Boom Boom a, th- a fourth member? Well, boom. Remember, he's got only Boom oh, on his forehead. Oh, hit the power, Boom. So yeah, his full name is probably Boom Boom. boom. Okay. Or else that's his nickname, possibly. Um, but now we see there is a, the crowd that is around that's been watching this whole thing. There's like a, a child like trying to get mm. to the female judge whose helmet has fallen off. Oh. She's collapsed face down. And the mother is like dragging the kid away as the kid says, go for it. They shot her, Ma! They j- they just shot her! Come away, Tommy! Don't get involved! Wow. Yeah, kind of sad. Um, as the Hellfire Club speeds off in the distance. Yeah. And we see now this judge is actually, of course, a beautiful woman, blonde, blonde hair. Blonde, blonde hair. Why wouldn't she be, right? Yeah. And she's reaching towards uh, a button that says emergency labeled on it, on her lawmaster. Oh, yep. It's on the <laughs> handle of her lawmaster, right? Silent alarm! Silent, super silent alarm. Um, oh my god. And I'll have you need to read the narration, if you would, please. On every lawmaster bike was a button which transmitted a signal. 
on every Justice Department frequency. It simply meant, Judge in trouble! Within seconds, other judges were on the scene. And this is not Judge Dredd because he has a mustache. We yeah, can tell. Also, yeah, we can see his name, Bryce. It is Bryce, in fact, yes. Um, however, way in the background, we can see that Judge Dredd is there and he is oh. policing the scene. Yeah. Kind of thing, holding the crowd back on his lawmaster. And a kid is pointing, three joy hoppers on a custom roadhog, Judge Dredd. They went that away. Meanwhile, Bryce is like over top of the body of, par of this uh, female judge. And she's uh, laying on her back. Eyes closed. She's still speaking. Oh, she is alive. Yep, and and Bryce uh, has a line here. Judge Harkness, no, not you. Oh, there were. Keep going. Keep going. I, I just remember what you warned me last <laughs> week. Keep going. Okay. Glad, glad you got here, Bryce. We have to stop meeting like this. And now he's cradling her unhelmeted head oh, no. in his arms. And he's taking and his helmet off, too. He's taking his helmet off. He's got, like, the the oil, like the slick-back kind of Italian hair. Like, you'd have, like, a in Greece kind of thing. Yeah. Little pencil mustache. Big, heavy brow. Big, thick chin. He's a, he's a classically handsome man. He is. and he's Much like, more handsome than Zit up there in the little top left corner. That is very true. And he's, like, he's cradling the judge in his arms as yeah. she's dying. And she has her final words for him. Oh, my God. I'm cold. So cold, hold me tight, Bracey. Hold me. Hold on, Harkness. Don't die on me, kid. These Robodocs are there. The Robodocs are on their way. They'll fix you up. You're going to be okay. You hear? Okay. And then, PK, if you want to describe this next panel, I'd really appreciate it. I think uh, it's fantastic. Oh, wow. That is pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, it took me to, a minute to like to, to put everything together. Yeah, take but a look at Judge it. Judge Bryce still cradling uh, this fe unnamed female. Nope, Harkness. Oh, Judge Harkness. Harkness. Yep. yep. Uh, and she's all, you know, collapsed. And, and But in the in the background, we can see a silhouette of, of, a, of a woman in Judge Gear walking away. Isn't that fucking cool? That's pretty fucking it, awesome. It's just like the outline, too. Like, the yeah, back the is the shading, and it's just a sil white silhouette. And it's a white silhouette on a back and a black background. It's very cool. It's, it's a, very much like her soul is leaving her body. It's And looking over the scene in a way. Yeah. I love it very it's much. It's really good artwork for one tiny little panel. <laughs> right? Also, I think that's really funny here. So if you look at this judge helmet in the bottom left corner, yeah. it almost looks like the judge is just peeking up over the over. Oh the my god, yeah, kind of. I can <laughs> see that. Um, we now move on, and we have Judge Dredd has got a super close-up. He's snarling into the camera. Uh, but in the background, there are more judges now who are, like, consoling Judge Bryce, who is, again, holding the body of Harkness in his hands. And Bryce is saying to Judge Dredd, She was my partner, Dredd. The best partner I ever had. And now she's dead because some gun-happy bozo wanted to be a big man. Hark Harkness knew the risks when she pinned on that badge. Get a hold of yourself, Bryce. Remember who you are. <laughs> and now we see Bryce has hopped back on his own massive lawmaster and scream as he's like riding off and he yells out, That's right, I'm a judge. I'm gonna find those murdering rats and I'm gonna judge them, Bryce! And uh, Bryce goes veering off into the city as Judge Dredd hops on his own lawmaster, saying... They love to hop on and off these things. Uh, diving I've never on seen off. one oh. get on normally. Yeah, there's never been, like, a, it's always, like, hopping on or hopping no off. No one's ever, like, lifted one leg and sat down. <laughs> That's very, very true, honestly. <laughs> um, uh, gotta get after him. No telling what he'll do. As, as Bryce goes, like, screeching down the skyway. And now we cut to the bottom left down here, and we're back with the Hellfire gang. Boom is in the at the handlebars of this massive thing, of the Roadhog, as we learned. Uh, Zit still has his shotgun, and he's got this smile on his face. Meanwhile, Nick is turned around, looking back the way they came, up ahead. 
And I'll have you read for Zit if you would. Okay, uh. Actually, no, I was reading for Zit. You can read for Nick. Uh, okay. Zit. Man, I did it. Wait till the other guys hear that man Zit's a judge killer. But Nick is saying, Listen, Zit, I hear a siren. Whoa. As uh, Bryce is just blowing through the, these, all these different vehicles. That's a cool fucking picture of his face. It's too. very cool. The artwork is really awesome here. And he has his helmet off. You can see how angry he's got, like, tears coming out of his eyes yeah. as he's driving. These fucking heavy brows. There's, like, it's like a. The, the panel's, like, broken half. The upper half is the little. The, the, the sky yeah, cam. Yeah, right? of him weaving through traffic. And the bottom half is the. Close super close up his face. Yeah. Looking the super intense. little pop out panel. Go for it. Listen, you. Listen to it, creeps. I don't know. I. <laughs> I don't know what I. I don't. I Man, he was really attached to that other yeah. judge. Go well, for he's it. having a hard time. He's, he's having, having a hard time. Listen to it, creeps. I want you to know what's coming for you. So now, as the we, so you can see that he's gaining on the roadhog. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Um, and one of the guys is calling out from inside the roadhog. Go for it. It's a judge. He's coming like a rocket. Move it, boom, boom. And now we have Judge Dredd is like driving through the panel in a way and linking panel to panel as That's he cool panel he's work. like jumping off of the road with the two of them that we can see Bryce and uh, and the Roadhog on. Yeah. And he's going downwards onto another flyway, which would below that we can see even another flyway. But the middle one is a one way only, and he's about to jump onto the wrong direction of it. Oh uh, yeah, drive drive into traffic. Yep. And uh, there's all these futuristic cars going by, and Dredd is hopping over the barrier thinking to himself, Bryce is catching them. Gotta head him off at the intersection. And now we get like a As crunch. He like jumps the railing onto he, the highway. And he like bounces off the top of someone's big like vehicle. Look out! Uh, it's Judge Dredd! He's coming the wrong way down a one-way street! As like people are like, oh, in their cars, freak. like freaking out. Like this has never happened before. Oh my god, it's Judge Dredd! Um, is there so, judge-only, like, highway ramps? We've seen specifically judge-only, but maybe there's one right here. Oh, that makes sense. Um, that, uh, we have... Now we have a shot from behind the Roadhog. Bryce is gaining on it, and yeah. he's firing his cannons into the back of it. His Lawmaster cannons. Yep, and, uh, the one of the guys is calling out, That, that judge is catching us! Smoke him, Zit! To which Bryce replies, Hellfire Club! I'll give you hellfire! Judge Bryce fired and... Now we see that the tires, those big, round, completely spherical tires, have lit on fire. And one of the guys in the front, Incendiary! The wheels are burning! And uh, I think Boom Boom's looking out over the edge, like, screaming. Tires are melting! Tires spelled the, the UK way. T-Y-R-E. Yep. I can't hold the Roadhog! And now the the Roadhog veers and hits the, the barrier on the side of the road, like the cement wall. Yeah, the and concrete Boom! Blows into a million pieces. It's an action movie and things explode. I mean, if, if, if a car touches another car, they are effectively made of flint, tinder, and gunpowder. That's Hell yeah. literally it. I've seen the Blues Brothers. I love... I don't know if there'll ever be a movie chase that is as good as the, the chase in that movie. I... Like, it was so well done. It's so over-the-top comedy. So over-the-top, but also entirely practical, which yeah. is nuts when you think about it. Um, the amount of cars they wrecked for that is just, <laughs> just insane. Um, I really would love to have like a professional... There has to be a video of this, of some like professional stunt driver dis dissecting Thing. that whole scene. Yeah. Because it goes on forever. It's and like a 15-minute chase And scene. they crash a million cars. Those who haven't watched Blues Brothers fucking amazing. It's a great movie. Watch it. It's great. Um, 
But now we see that, one, Boom Boom is like the... It's a really cool... It's a little panel, but man, it's got a lot of information. Um, way in the background, we have... I, am, I imagine Nick is like pleading with the judge, Bryce, for his life. Yeah. Boom Boom is like up in the air, held aloft by the... Uh, the the bars of the vehicle of the, the yeah he crashed hog. into the fucking uh, like the handlebar yeah and they and it's now like the, the center part up. is lifting him in the air and he's just he's suspended up there completely he's got broken unconscious. ass sternum for he's sure he's fucking probably dead yeah and Zit is running away and thinking to himself gotta get away meanwhile Bryce has got the gun to Nick's head and Nick is saying don't kill me judge it was Mad Zit that fired the shot Mad Zit killed the judge and uh, now we see. Bryce turns over and fires a bullet through the running away, his zit's leg, like right through his like calf and this knee. This is a pretty graphic scene for Judge Dredd. Because we see a, we see blood leaking out of the bullet wound. And... Oh yeah, uh, it's pretty darn good. I like. And now I love this panel. This panel's fucking cool. PK, tell me what's going on. We have Judge Bryce. That's his name. Yep. Is holding two lawgivers. It's fucking cool. And he's got uh, zit just stepping on zit's chest, pinning him to the ground. In a pretty cool action pose, not like, but like he's the like, long stride. You yeah, know, like, like he, oh. cut, he ran up to him, kicked him down, and, st- and there's a like, fucking action line. Yep, and there's of, like kids in the background. And yeah, there are kids looking, looking out the looking back windows about, of the cars. He's about to execute this villain right in front of, or this this lawbreaker right yeah. in front of these kids. And like you see the pure fear on Zit's face. So the last time we saw his close up looked pretty fucking menacing. And now Bryce's face is all in shadow. And Bryce's face like is all outline. in shadow. And he's got some cool lines here. Go for it. So. You're the big judge killer. You little bag of scum. A hundred of you wouldn't make up for Judge Harkness. Hellfire Club, well dung heap. I'm going to give you a taste of what Hellfire is really like. I'm sending you on a one-way, one-way trip to hell. Meanwhile, Zit, please, please. Um, and now Judge Dredd is coming up upon the scene. We see the camera from behind him. He, and Bryce is in the middle of the road standing over Zit with gun pointed at him. Drop that gun, Bryce. That's an order. Keep out of this, Dread. You don't understand. I loved her, Drocket. I loved her. And now, PK, would you describe this panel for me, please? We have this faded picture. Oh, it's so good. Of of Bryce looking down, like the barrel is right. You know, he's holding the gun right in front of him, and his head is right, like floating right behind it. Yeah. Uh, of him just looking down the gun at Zit. And it's it's. And the, he looks insane. It's the camera. the The camera is like looking down the barrel of the gun, which is in clear focus. And then yeah. behind it, he's kind of faded out. Yeah, he looks just but, manic. Oh man, his eyes are just wild, and insane. Like, even his speech bubble is all wavy and, and different. He goes, "The sentence is death." Uh, but dread fired first, and we see a crack, and and someone else screams as. Bryce is shot in the fucking chest and goes over backwards. Holy shit. And Bryce is laying there on the ground with Judge Dredd standing above him with his hands on his hips. Uh, Zit is kind of getting to his feet in the background, and Zit is saying to Judge Dredd, Judge Dredd, you killed him to save me. I'm sorry, Bryce. I had to do it. When a judge is allowed to break the law, then there is no law. And now, Judge Dredd, we have him with his... He's got Bryce in a funeral pose, both hands clasped over, over his, his lawgiver. Yeah. And the narration, if you want to read it, PK. Sometimes even a judge's training can break down and allow the human being inside to show through. When that happens, the judge himself must be judged. There can be only one love in a judge's life. 
The law. Wow. The end. So, let's uh, talk about this one, shall we? Yeah. You want to talk about, like, the fact that maybe... Is this the most humanizing, like, slice of life for judges we've seen? It is. It's the most It's the most human we've seen the judge act. Yep. Um, you know, we've seen them act like caricatures of, of, of you know, the Parody law. Parody of, I am the law. Yeah. Right. Uh, but this, like, this judge is, like, he's going through emotional distress, which we have yet to see. Yeah. And it's portrayed as really heavy and not played as a laugh. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Like, that's a darker tone. Way to go. Prop point. Point for them. Yeah, they that's a really good that. issue. Um, so death of a judge, settings and places. In retrospect, we don't have anything except for really the streets of Mega City One. No right. real exact places. Characters we have: Boom Boom, Crazy Zit, and Nick, members of the Hellfire Club, who all appear to have like filed teeth uh, and have their names tattooed on their forehead. Because why wouldn't it you? Clearly, not clearly said, but it implied that they're doing this out of boredom. Yeah, purely just for the fuck of it, right? Yeah, which is pretty evil when you think about it. Um, more evil than if they had any kind of motivation. Well, that's my problem with the Mega City One society as a whole. What's that? It seems to breed this, this, I'm going to do crime because I'm just bored. It's really an interesting... And it, and it, it, it gives yeah. this view of humanity, if they didn't have work, or they didn't, or they didn't have to suffer to do things, they'd just be out doing, doing bad, evil things. I feel, I feel like the, you could wrap up, like, the, the motto or the feeling of the writer's uh, view on society as like idle hands of the devil's workshop. Yeah, like, the idle hands of the devil's plaything. Playgrounds. Playgrounds. Play yeah, it's... idle hands. That's the episode of the Futurama. We got about. Uh, oh my god! Yes. We're idle hands of the devil's plaything. I love. Your music is bad, and you should feel bad. Love you, sweet. I don't like these hands. They touch me in weird places. <laughs> yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> so bad. Characters also. We have Judge Bryce and Judge Harkness, a pair of judges. Both of, dead. Both dead. Sadly. But we don't know much about them, unfortunately, other than the lovers. fact that they were judges and that they had a relationship and that they were partners, I believe. Partners and lovers. And lovers. Um, or or at, least, not, at least he loved her. At least he loved her. Um, items and technology of no. It, it also implies that, like, the whole, like, business relationship of, like, it's the bones, you know, we're partners, like, will yeah. they, won't they kind of thing. Um, but items and technology of note. We have the Roadhog, driven by the Hellfire Club, is pretty fucking awesome. It's a pretty fucking cool vehicle. <laughs> it's appears I'm sad it belongs to some asshole. <laughs> yeah, it appears to be a five-wheeled, high-powered trike with massive wheels, or uh, would it be a pike, penta bike? I don't know. Um, it wheels similar to the tumbler from Wait, Christopher Nolan. Quint five? No, pentacorn. Penta five. Yeah, pentacorn. Yeah, think yeah. of the five-horned unicorn. That's the place, first place my Imagine mind goes. I want to play that again so bad. As do I. Uh, it looks as if Santa's sled was made post-apocalyptic, and also, according to a citizen of M uh, Mega City One, Roadhogs can be highly customized, thus why it looks so crazy. Yeah. We also have speed walks. That just looked like a sidewalk to me. Are you sure? Unless it was the fucking... Walk Easy the from walk Frog easy. Number 8, the art antique car heist. The thing we think about way too much. That was just insane. Yeah. I wonder if it's like a speed walk is a moving sidewalk that they've just maybe dialed it back down a little God, bit. God, I hope they have. <laughs> Otherwise, everyone's dead. It's just just meat going by nonstop. Yeah. It's a fucking uh, what are those like trolleys or the the um, carousels in like Japanese restaurants? Oh yeah, with the fucking sushi. Yeah, it's just human meat though, just <laughs> all the time, hundred um, percent. Also, we have a word here. We have a, a mention of a Robo Doc. 
obviously a compound word referring to a robotic doctor. Right, right. We've seen these before. We've seen this before in the ambulances. They do exactly. they do rudimentary surgeries and stuff like that. Uh, in in, uh, in uh, city blocks, we see them as well. Yeah. Uh, then we have an interesting thing. Lawmaster bikes are equipped with a distress button in case something terrible befalls the rider. It um, fills every radio wave for ju that judges use with yeah. an emergency signal, judge down. It's... It's interesting we haven't seen this used or mentioned in any way yet. You're right! But it is close, but not the same as the audio circuits introduced while on the moon in Prague's 4849, the, the Oxygen, Oxygen Desert. Desert. Well That's done. exactly what I thought of! Well done! Holy shit, I know too much about Judge Dredd! We, we need to stop reading Judge Dredd. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it reminds me of that, but it's not exactly the same. Right. Um, and it kind of makes sense, you know, maybe if the judge is wounded and they can't speak, um, then they at least have a button they can press or something. Yeah. But... You'd figure it'd make more sense if it was on their person versus on the on their bike. bike. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. We haven't gotten there yet. Um, terrible slang, made up words. Judge Dread one-liners. We got a few to get through. Um, I like the opening line here. Mega City One bred many strange lawbreakers: the evil, the cunning, and the just plain bored. Like, have we really met a cunning villain yet? Is the question. They've all kind of been different flavors of the week kind of thing. Yeah, we haven't really met a recurring villain who's cunning. I mean, Cal was malicious at, at best. But he was mentally unstable and could be goaded. manipulated. Easy manipulated by a fish and a, and a guy who just said... Oh, don't remind me of Judge Fish. Oh, our biggest fan? Our biggest fan, Judge Fish. And also, one of the worst characters. I what? love him so much. It's a great character. Hear me out. <laughs> but it's the worst. Um... We also have a, a, the word stupid is used here. S-T-O-O-P-I-D. Um, I'm wondering, are we going to get more of this like phonetic kind of spelling as it becomes more futuristic? Because I know we have Doc, we have Drock, we have Grud, we have Stom. But I think we're going to get more and more future slang as, as time goes on, and I'm excited for that. I feel like I've seen stupid before, not in Judge Dredd, but in other media, as people saying S-T-O-O. I actually haven't looked up that exact version. I could do that, but I won't. Because okay. I got other shit to look up. Yeah. Um, we also have joy hoppers. The word joy hoppers is used. It's like a joy rider. Exactly. I'm, I'm guessing it's just a something akin to a joy ride, basically, right? Driving dangerously. Um, God damn it. No, it was me. It was my YouTube. Oh, okay. I pulled up. I pulled up the internet page, and of course, YouTube comes up. Um, we also have IDs. I D E S. I have, That's the only one I could not. I have place. never seen this spelling before, and I could not find. It could be future lingo. I could not find any reference to it online, linking it to Britain. So I'm going to file this one under the made-up words or spelling. Okay. Um, and then I I do love the last line. There could be only one love in a judge's life. The law, which is Judge Dredd's complete attitude. That is his. I I really want to see him graduate from that though. I really, really want to see him change. His, Okay, well, we know, we've been reading Modern Judge Dredd, and we know that's not going to happen. Maybe it did, though. Maybe it didn't, they backtracked. Or maybe it was like, maybe even jaded him more to not do it, you know? Oh. We don't know. We don't okay. know. There's 50 fucking years of Judge Dredd to go through, dude. Yeah, we're going to do it all, aren't oh, we? God, save us. World building. So, it turns out the Hellfire Club was based on a real thing. Yes. What our, do you know about the real-life Hellfire Club? It was Club? a secret society, like, with fame. It was like the Skull and Bones. Okay. Which is a famous, uh, what is it, Ivy League college club. Okay, okay. Kind uh, of elite club. With, you know, high people in high society. Okay. They catered to their whims, and, and, and you know, they just, like, they, they could all get together and, and discuss what was... 
quote-unquote best for the furthering of society. Gotcha. Um, from what I understand, the, the stipulation, or not the stipulation, but the, the stigma or the um, association that Hellfire Club in real life, in our world, uh, it's um, stuck with is a group that is, like, blaspheming and anti-religion based. Okay. Which is very interesting considering when it came out, but let's, uh, I'm going to pull right from the wiki right here. Yeah, okay? let's, see what the, let's see how wrong I am. <laughs> You're actually not bad. The Hellfire Club was a name for several exclusive clubs for high society rakes established in Britain and Ireland in the 18th century. Yeah. The name is most commonly used to refer to St. Francis Dashwood's Order of the Friars of St. Francis of Wycombe. Um, or I could pronounce that right. W-Y-C-O-M-B-E. Um, such clubs were rumored to be the meeting places of persons of quality who wished to take part in socially perceived immoral acts. And the members were often involved in politics. Neither the activities nor membership of the club are easy to ascertain. The clubs were rumored to have distant ties to elite society known only as the Order of the Second Circle. So, when you read about, or you hear in the, like, you know, uh, what's it, James Cameron stuck his dick in a pig kind of thing. Yeah. That, for those who haven't read, that was a thing. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Like, uh, uh, immoral based, it's also kind of, I think, tied to the, uh, the rings of elite kind of pedophiles in Britain. Yeah, stuff we can, we can do anything. We're, we're super elite and super rich. Exactly. Let's have a place where we can go and just do whatever we it's want. It's the Babylon kind of of modern days, right? Yeah. So the first official Hellfire Club was founded in London in 1718 by Philip, Duke of Wharton, and a handful of other society friends. The most notorious club associated with the name was established in England by Sir Francis Dashwood and met irregularly from around 1749 to uh, 1760 and possibly up until the 1766. And in its later years, the Hellfire was close, uh, closely associated with Brooks, established in 1764. Other clubs using the name Hellfire Club were set up throughout the 18th century, and most of these clubs were set up in Ireland after Wharton's had been dissolved. So it, the name has bounced around okay. a lot. It's become kind of synonymous with that style of elite people. The Elite debauchery. Yeah. it's Not the, normal run-of-the-mill debauchery. It's the thing that QAnon teaches us about, you know? Oh, God. The our, pedophile our, islands. Yeah, that shit. Uh, so there is some real history to this in Britain. And like I said, I know that they're major antagonists in X-Men. I did not... Are they... Is it... Is the Hellfire Club a... You know, is it the Brotherhood of Mutants? Is there like a whole... Is it just a whole other mod... Like... It's a whole other group of, okay, okay. of, of English mutants. And, okay, okay. Well, it's English mutants, though. That's, that's yeah, appropriate. Yeah, and they all, nice. they all dress, you know, with, with cravats and... and and lace, because why wouldn't you? Well, because right? they're they're English elite gentlemen. Okay, that does fit. That does fit. All right, I, I appreciate that. Um, I didn't go too much more into the history of it because there's a lot there. The the Wikipedia oh, yeah. is huge, but moving on past that, though, I thought it was really interesting to learn a little bit about this. I love. To it's learn weird stuff. that it devolved in the future to some bikers. Yeah, that's the kind of funny part is that it's now like just these guys with filed teeth and the fucking road hog, right? Yeah. Um, I also got to mention, I, I mean, you brought this up. I really love the image of Bryce holding Harkness's body with her body outlined behind him. It's a really good panel. As though her soul is overlooking the scene. Simple but effective. Way to go, Ron Smith. You keep earning points in our book. More and more points racking up. Hell yeah. Um, also, I have to mention, relationships between judges are a thing. Um, my question to you is, what level of scrutiny are such relationships sub subject to? Is this like a, eh, you can, we just don't get caught and keep it behind closed doors yeah. situation? Is it a frowned upon or is it a strictly you'll or, get, both get fired? Or is this a, like, Jedi Order kind of code which forbids judges from loving anyone? 
or even having is it loving anyone is it having because i mean is it like the, the king's guard or yeah from like, uh, uh uh game of thrones they can't take any wives or oh, any yeah. lands nothing um is it can, i mean if you think if you think back to it the closest we've had to this was um judge giant's father yeah. And ever his father was like, I'm proud of you, son. He's like, I'm not your son anymore. I'm a yes, judge. I'm a judge. And he walked, yeah. Yeah. Which is a fucking downer ending to a great it's, issue. Yeah, it's super sad, but it's also like, can you, or do judges, are they just forbidden from having any relationships? Any personal relationship could, could, could uh, you know, mess Distract up their views you. on the law. Yeah. It's pretty darn, I'm curious. Despite Judge Dredd out there with his, 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 uh, stepdaughter and his landlady and his robot. His Vienna. Yeah, his, his step, his stepdaughter. Um, I... Yeah, or his half, I don't know, clone half-daughter? I don't know. Fuck it. Um, I'm just pretty darn curious to find out more. I want more of this, please. I want more of the judge regulations. And I want more, like, uh, it's it's so sad that Bryce and Harkness are dead, but, like, I want more realistic people and three, third-dimensional character, three-dimensional characters in this. We'll get for the Mega City One show on Netflix coming out uh, sometime ever, you know, We'll maybe. see how 2030 comes around. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um... Also, the death of Judge Harkness marks an interesting statistic, sadly. First female death? Nope. No, because uh, she got <laughs> Judge, boinged to death. Judge Parker was boinged to death last Prague. Oh, God! We've had two named female judges in the comic so far. Harkness and Parker both have died in the Prague they were introduced. Sadly, it seems we don't have a real sticking female character yet, but we know... We have Maria. Maria is not a... I would argue that she is maybe... Maybe a caricature. Of Maybe. A, of what? Of an Italian <laughs> landlady, okay? Of an Italian mother? Uh, maybe. Italian landlady. Literally, she barely reaches, meets the criteria for a caricature, okay? That's true. I want three-dimensional characters. <laughs> she says minestrone in every other sentence. To be fair, we haven't heard that in a very long time. Because we haven't was, seen her in a very long and time. she only said it, like, once or twice. Okay. Judge Dredd threatened to drown her <laughs> in her minestrone back in, like, Prague 2. So it's been a while. Things have changed. Oh, my God. Um, but what I'm really... We know, you and I know, that Judge Hershey, Judge, uh, uh... Fuck, what's a side judge? Um, yeah, uh, Judge Anderson. 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 Yeah. We know these characters are coming. I can't wait for them to get here. I'm excited to see them. I'm excited to see more major judge characters, too. Like, of every of every walk of love that isn't just Judge Dredd. I wrote down, less Muldoon, more Max Normal. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, give me more Give me more than like, the cool characters that stick around, right? Yeah. Less of the, here's a cool person, they're dead. Um, if Muldoon had stuck around, do you think he would have been an interesting character to see sometimes? Who? The Great Muldoon? The Great Muldoon. Uh, like this crazy daredevil to see every few issues. It would be funny if we kept... Despite him dying, he just showed up again. That would be kind of funny. He, like, he survived, but he's like 99% robotic. robotic. And he just keeps dying, and now he's like <laughs> using robots instead of himself. Like, that. I don't know. It, you, could, you could do a lot with that, I think. Um, but I have a question for you, PK. Yeah. Why do you think Judge... Why did Judge Dredd have to kill Judge Bryce? Because here's my thing. Isn't the sentence for killing a judge, judge death? We know this from the 1995 Joel Dredge movie where it's like, sentence is life, no, death. death. It like blows him away. Double whammy. Best fucking scene in that movie, in my opinion. Yeah, the Black um, Warrior is probably the best scene in the movie. But he, the way he fucking walks out in the middle of the street, he goes, oh. those are uh, AR-15s. You are ineffective under, from this range. <laughs> you are all under You're arrest. arrest. Um, but like, I am the, the law. Here's the thing. Why did Judge Dredd have to shoot to kill? He had. We know stun shots are a thing. We know thing. stun shots exist. We know that judges 
regularly shoot weapons out of people's hands. All the time. Could he not shot Bryce and incapacitated him, right? Two um, possible out two possible two possibilities. Because judges are so rare, they just said it takes so long to train and why are you killing them yourself for a dude who already killed a judge? Two possibilities. Alright, go for it. Judge uh what's his name? Uh the Bryce Bryce was going to be demoted or fired from his inter his from his relationship and was thus not deemed a judge anymore. He was a judge, he was being judged as a judge. You're, uh, or secondly, he's fighting uh, judge is about to, to execute Zit? Yeah. The one who did not. It was Zit who was the one who pulled the trigger. Oh, yeah. Zit was the one who... Okay, so yep. that... Right? Yeah, well, okay, so, third possibility. Okay. It's a comic book. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's always going to be a possibility. That's always... Uh, we can do that. Can but it, it brings up an interesting observation as well. So far, Judge Dredd and the judges have yet to sentence anyone to death on the spot. You're right. That has not happened in the comics. And that's, that is in the opening... Uh, crawl for the movie. Yeah. They had judge, judge, jury, executioner. executioner. In fact, we know that the death penalty, it was mentioned earlier. What do we know of the death penalty? You remember that? They uh, mentioned it once. Uh, well, no, what was So, we know that the death penalty was not in effect like, until Tyrant Cal took power. That's right. He brought back the death penalty. They made and a they, big point about that. And they left it. Well, that's the question. If, if the death penalty still existed, could they not have just dealt out death right now? So, I don't know. Is... Uh, whether uh, when it was initially banned or if it's still allowed if it hasn't been gone back to being banned but you're right Judge, judges are a big fucking deal he could have stunned them he could have done any number of things yeah he yeah. could have let him kill Zit he killed him so yeah so far 100% of everyone Judge Dredd has killed has been in self-defense whenever he kills someone it's always because they're trying to kill him right there's never any like middle ground Otherwise, or the person winds up killing themselves in an ironic death, as it always happens. Right. Otherwise, the individual just gets time in an isolation queue. So, is the death penalty an option? Is it? Is it? I, it really feels like it's not. Yeah. Otherwise, you could have just sentenced him to death. But we've yet to have that happen, which is very interesting. Um, if it's not an option, then it gives more credence to dread going so far to try and stop Bryce from taking the law into his own hands. Right. It's like, he holds, can't do he this because it would be breaking the law. He holds Bryce to a higher regard than he holds Zit. Yeah. But, like, to kill Not someone... to kill him. To kill someone, to stop them from killing someone, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's weird. It is weird. It still doesn't explain why Dredd had to kill him. He could have done a stun shot, anything. I would have preferred it. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, dude. I don't know. I, am I looking too hard into it? It's, is no, it, it's 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 unusual. It's unusual. I'll give you. Right? I'll give you. That. It's unusual. He just shot him dead. Yeah. It's. We're gonna have a bit of that. Oh. In this prog and the next prog, I bring up the fact that like, this seems kind of out of character for Dread, you know, or just I have questioning of the motivation of where he's at in his headspace right now. Okay. Um, you're gonna learn why pretty soon here. All right. Next, last but not least, we have our death count. Judge Harkness killed by Zit of the Hellfire Club with a double barrel shotgun to the chest, and Judge Bryce killed by Dread for trying to avenge the death of his love and his partner. Very sad. This yeah. is one of the more serious. This is a serious dark issue. Like I like it. I'm okay with serious shit. Like, if anything, I mean, we've learned we, you and I rave about Bo Burnham's Inside. You can have comedy. Tragedy is real closely. Close to it. Yeah. If you throw in some tragedy, I'm all right with that shit. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk specifically about Prog 137, The Death of a Judge, PK? Not really. Okay. We're going to Prog 138. Uh, this is this Prog was released November 10th, 1979. Script by John Howard. Wagner. Uh, artist by Gary Leach. 
And letters by Tony Jacob. We've got a couple new names here. We haven't seen much from these guys. Why does John Howard go by what? By John Pseudonyms. Pseudonyms. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if they're. But eventually, he does start. He does start going by John Wagner. I mean, he is. His name is as linked with Judge 2080 Dr- and Judge Dredd as like Stanley is. Yeah, Stanley is to Marvel that. Comics as yeah. John Wagner is to Judge Dredd. It literally is that. It becomes that eventually. You know, I think we should start reading Judge Dredd and read some of the other 2080 stuff. Like we could read was it Flesh? PK. We could read. Uh, Oh, was it something the Warlock? Uh, Adam Warlock. Not Adam, Adam Warlock. Warlock. Uh, Mar- Nemesis the Warlock. Nemesis the Warlock. PK. Who's a dinosaur? So. So. I've thought about this. Because we are getting 2080 comics, modern day ones, and they have we are. other stuff. Um, they have some pretty cool stuff going on. There is a lot of pretty cool stuff going on. We're never going to make it through Judge Dredd. No, you're right. We're never... Just Judge Dredd. Just Judge Dredd is too much. Just Judge Dredd. Is too much. Hey, Andy, you want to pick one of the longest running comics in history and read and every ins- single and one of instead, them? Instead, instead of just reading the one comic of that comic anthology and going three per episode, read instead one of all of Lunch and Comics. I don't know. I honestly, I'm thinking about debating. About, I'm debating about going back and re-recording our first episode. Oh, because we're, we're eating food and stuff. Yeah, we so, were eating food and stuff. But it also would give us perspective on you know how much we've grown, how much, how we've little we've grown, grown, and how much Judge Dredd has grown, and all of us. I did see those pictures of the, the early sketches of Judge Dredd. Yeah, how different he came out. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. interesting. Um, so let's get into this pk because we're gonna we're gonna have some firsts coming up here so don't 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 move your spoiler page don't move your spoiler page but we're gonna open it up so start with this young couple up in the upper left here we have a little tiny panel that has it's a boy and a girl both wearing futuristic clothes weird bulgy helmets and hats yeah shoulder pads and shit and knee guards fallout characters excellent excellent observation uh, young boy is talking to a young girl, and they're standing outside of a lift, a.k.a. an elevator. Oh, yeah. 27th floor. The guy is saying to the girl, Why do you have to visit your mother? She only lives on four, only 40 floors away, dear. Relax. She won't bite your head off. Okay, so we're going back to, like, the, we live in a mega building. It's kind of like the, the of, like, why would they go drive to Florida to go visit your mom? Oh, she's only 40 floors away, dear. Yeah. Literally, so you don't like, have to leave the mega building. You yeah, don't have to leave the, the city every block. mega building is like in a whole city. Yeah, it's sixty thousand people in a single building. It's insane. Um, like peach trees. It like peach trees, or uh, all the other weirdly named city blocks that we found. And so far, they are not called mega blocks. They're city blocks. They yeah. will become mega blocks. Um, but PK, uh, before you move your spoiler thing, what's happening right here? They are looking at something I cannot see. They are both looking to the right, and he's saying, "Oh my life." Because the lift has just arrived, and whatever got off it is, I don't know, Judge Dredd, maybe? PK, move that spoiler pane. Go for it. <laughs> what? But when the lift arrived... A fucking Clegg? It is a giant goddamn Clegg. Oh, no! PK, so, PK, welcome to that thing we said that might happen hundreds of progs down the line. In fact, instead, 30 progs down the line. We have a Clegg! <laughs> Is he a normal Clegg? Because Cleggs have some intelligence, but he looks just like... He looks bestial. His tongue is sticking out. He literally is overfilling the doorway. Oh, like a Clegg hound? The Clegg hounds were about the size of horses. They were quadrupedal. This guy is clearly like hunching over. He's got... His teeth are all weird. They're like sticking out. And he's got the tongue out of his head. So it's a thing we predicted that would happen. I mean... A devolved Clegg has shown up. I mean, you know, we don't know for certain... But yeah, it's a Clegg. It looks a weird-looking Clegg. 
Um, or that, maybe it's not a clegg. This is a giant alligator, but that's a clegg. That's, I've that's seen a, clegg. We've seen clegg. I've seen their spacesuits. I've seen their war dance. And their and their rhyming. Slicey, slicey, nifty, nifty. Slicey, slicey, dicey, onesie, twicey. Slicey, dicey, onesie, twicey. That's yes. what it was. Um, and their obsession with meat. So yeah, PK, welcome to the episode, the the Night of the Blood Beast. Uh, the young woman turns. She's like on a uh, like a phone, a wired phone off the wall, and she's yelling oh, yeah, into like the it. Emergency phones by elevators. Of course, it's killing my husband. Help us, please! Somebody help us! As in the background, he uh, is eating that man. You can hear you can, rip. You can hear just ripping, and this Clegg is. Over top of the gentleman, it's got like kind of like uh, it's wearing pants and nothing else, like Hulk pants, like ripped like, up pants. Yeah, Hulk pants. And now we cut to the outside of Mega City One. It is night. We can tell by how dark it is. Yeah. Um, and it's this really awesome looking, but it's this massive building that says Ednid, Enid, or Enid, Enid, Enid Blyton Block, BLK Blyton Block. Uh, I don't know who that is. Probably another celebrity, because they've been naming them after celebrities. They name after celebrities. We're going to learn something today. Okay. But keep going. We're, go for the narration. This is, by the way, the coolest cold open I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it's pretty darn this cool. This is fucking... It's, and we have the little the, the title card here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so the narration says, It happened at the Enid Blyton block on Mega City 1's north side. Forever after, it would be known as... Night of the Blood Beast. And Night of the Blood Beast is in written like a dripping font. Like, oh, it's just... It sets the theme, right? This has this page. Yeah, has set, it's a, the perfect horror movie opening. Imagine Vincent Price narrating this. <laughs> Here's the thing: this prog was released November 10th. These are around Halloween time. Oh yeah! And so I think that this is meant to be kind of a Halloween themed prog. Yeah. But dude, we called this. We did. We said it would be cool if they cleft a clug behind, and he got crazy. Like a, cra- a crazy, like you know, sewer, ma- like sewer. Alligator man, yeah. And the thing. Down, I said he'd be down in the big smelly and getting stronger and more devolved. Yeah. Well, we don't know that we, it hasn't happened. We don't know what hasn't happened. Turning the page, we now have Judge Dredd is on the scene with another judge whose name we can't see, but he's got some cool facial hair. Yeah, that's and a little goatee. Dredd is like kneeling down over the the dead body of the woman, with you can see the corded phone dangling oh. off the wall. And oh, uh, he got her too. Damn. Yeah. Uh, if you want to name, ran, bitch. If you want to name your. Uh, do the narration here. I'd much appreciate it. When Mega City 1 lawman Judge Dredd arrived, the couple were dead. Bodies ripped open, hearts torn out, and look at those claw marks. Whatever did this, it sure isn't human. And now the two of them, the two judges, are looking down uh, a stairwell, and there's another crumpled body in a close foreground. Oh, yeah. Uh, someone is saying to Judge... Oh, the other judge is saying to Judge Dredd. He's a weird-looking speech, but it looks robotic. Yeah, it does look kind of squared corners. I think it's to differentiate between him and that Dredd. That makes sense. Go for it. There's another body here. It's Mr. Kramer from 2707. He's... Oh, geez, Jerry. <laughs> He's gone in the stairwell. Dread to control. I want emergency search squads in Enid Blyton. This is priority one. And now we cut over to the monster, who is, like, leaning against a wall slash door. We can see 2599. Like, crouching behind the door? Like, on, is he inside the apartment he's, hiding? He's outside the apartment. Okay. Um, go ahead and read for the narration. Below the creature prowled, he had... Below the creature prowled, he had eaten, but his hunger was far from satisfied. So, what do you notice about this Clegg, PK? He, uh... He's, he looks... 
I want to say ape like very long arms. Yeah, his his arms go down to the, his feet. Deformed. He looks deformed. His head is way too big for a Clegg. Clegg are typically like 20 feet tall. Yeah, and, and he has like a very small torso and, le- and legs and very long arms. Yeah, it looks like he's kind of mutated in some is kind of mu- way. Mutated? Yeah, mutated. Um, go for the narration here, PK. His tiny brain... <laughs> breathe, breathe. <laughs> That's pretty fucking rude. Power through it. His tiny brain only dimly remembered the beginning of the great hungry... Of the Great Hunger. The Great Hungry. <laughs> the Big Hungry. It was many months ago in the time of the Tyrant Chief Judge Cal. Keep going. Uh, it was the final day when Cal's foul alien mercenaries, the Cleggs, had fled the city only to be met with it by a hail of missiles. And in the background of you this narration. You see the ships leaving, trying to leave the, 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 the atmosphere and yep. getting shot down. It's the same image that we saw when the Clegg fled and were blown the fuck up. If he's so hungry... Why did he just eat their hearts? Why didn't he eat all of them? They're made of, all of them is made of meat. Maybe we'll learn. Okay. Maybe he's got a thing for hearts. But you can see, like, this is happening in his mind because we're looking at directly into the beast's eyes, a, and this is kind of happening is he a around baby? him. What? Well, maybe we'll never know. Who knows? Let's find out. Did you say we'll never know? Maybe we'll never know. <laughs> um, so we got more narration. We have a young couple who are arriving in a destroyed-looking home. Um, man and wife. Our, uh, wife arms wrapped around the husband's uh, he's got kind of a double chin they both have weird features yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a paunchy fella yeah go for the narration the Johnson lived in a basement flat on Enid Blyton Block like many other citizens they had been forced to provide lodging for the aliens remember because uh, yeah they bel- they belayed uh, soldiers in uh, the unforgivable acts in, in Judge Dredd's uh, room remember they did yeah, that yeah they um, were living there and the- Walter was forced to serve them yes he was and now these two are these two are coming to their home, it looks like, which is in ruins. The gentleman's saying, Those disgusting Cleggs are out of our house at last. We're free! No more filthy habits. Habit no yep. more filthy habits. No more beatings. Oh darling, it's good to be true. It's what? Yep, keep going. It's good it's, it's good, good to, to be, be true. true. Not too good to be true? Yeah, it's just good enough. It's good to it's be true. It's not too good. It's not too good. It's, it's just good. good. What a weird phrase. It's a very weird... I'm going to write that one down. I, I That one slipped right by me somehow. <laughs> no more filthy habits. No more beatings. Oh, darling, it's good to be true. Uh, keep Go for the descri- next one, though, PK. But what do we do with that? Oh, that's her. It's her still. <laughs> <laughs> but so what do we do with that thing? She has a very interesting personal voice. Um, <laughs> They're gesturing, of course, to... A horrifying beast which is caged in their house for some reason. Okay, so from what the information I can gather yeah. is the Clegg were living here. Okay. And they locked that thing up. So he's like a weird, deformed, I, I don't, something's wrong with a mutated Clegg? Yeah. So okay. let's find out. Narration. His, his name was Urk, born a Clegg, but he muted, oh, Hideously mutated at birth. There we go. And we see that this, uh, the two have, are looking now from outside the cage. And this Clegg is fucking huge. He's gigantic. And he's like warped the bars and he's just massive. He's, he's like, like chewing on him. Yeah. yeah. The husband's patting the wife on the back. Uh, the Cleggs treated him like a pet dog, but even they were afraid of him. He's vicious. We'll have to report him. No, darling. Let's keep him. She's dead. 
<laughs> why is that, PK? Urk ate and killed them. Why? Why would you think that? Because that's the only thing I've seen a lot of horror movies. Yes, we have. Yes, and we have. That's the thing the person who dies says. It, yeah, it's the scientist. Like we can't kill it. We have to save it for science. Yeah, it's, it's um, it's the, it's the guy. The elusive man. The, the elusive man. Oh my god. The, the, were you going from for that, that too? No, I was thinking of the guy in Judge Dredd earlier who didn't. Oh. Who had made the DNA man? DNA man. Yeah. yeah. It's like you can't kill it. It's too be- precious it's for science. It's too beautiful. Um, she turns to her husband and says, "He's the last of the clans. Once I, this is becoming more and more. It's fine. <laughs> Just keep going. Once, once feelings have died down, he'll be worth money." Lots of it. And now the the gentleman's kind of getting the oh kind of like Ooh, looking at his face, the like, light ball, the light, oh, ball, light bulb up. going on. He's saying, "Yes, we could get out of this crummy place, get a decent apartment up in Charlton Heston Block, maybe even Ricardo Montalban." Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban. You yeah. know who that is? Yeah, yeah, I know that name. Ricardo Montalban. Is he red from? No, no. Is he red from? Uh, uh, uh... You know, I'll never go hungry again. What's that movie? The famous, the, the most famous movie of all time. Oh, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. No, he's not in that. Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. I've never seen. Oh, okay. I, I, I apologize. I for that. could be wrong, but I know Ricardo Montalban. I, you do know him. And know Charlton Heston too. Okay, we're gonna learn a little about them because I didn't know that much, but it turns out I know who Ricardo Montalban is. Okay. Um, so narration. We got more here. Go for it. For months, the Johnsons kept feeding Irk. Wait. For months, the Johnsons kept Irk feeding him on scraps. It was a fatal error. They're dead. Remember? <laughs> so this cage we have, Irk is literally like laying on his side in order to fit in it. Yeah. He's um, too tall to stand up in it. And he's like reaching through the bars at them. And they're like pushing scraps of food with a push broom towards the cage. Oh, my God. Um, And the wife is saying... He- he gets more vicious every day. Maybe we should give him some meat. As we know, Clegg, our carnivores, and eat only meat. Yeah, we should we should strengthen him up, you know? That's her argument. It's like, he's not doing well. He looks hungry. He's only like 30 feet tall with nothing but muscle and bone. You know? We should give him meat. I don't see the fault in this logic yet. And the guy is saying as he pushes the food forward, We can't afford meat for ourselves. He'll get leftovers and like it. Okay. They can't afford meat. What's the problem with that, PK? There are gigantic meat farms, aren't there? Not, no, not that. No, you remember Prague 118? How What's... people don't need food or don't need money because seventy-seven right. people don't have fucking jobs. Yeah, it's ninety-six percent unemployment rate. Seventy-seven percent unemployment 77. rate. It's ninety-six in the movie. Or like ninety-nine in the. In it's a lot. It's a lot. But holy, like. Uh, that that prog will never leave my mind. 118. I will live in infamy for the rest of my life. Because it did some world building that uh, stuck with us. For a very long time. So, yeah. They can't afford meat, which would make sense in any of their circumstances. But right now, no. Okay. Um, let's play devil's advocate for one second. You go for put it. Put a pin in this and play it later? Or you want, want me to... uh, let's do it right now. Do okay. It right. I won't remember. Okay. So, I watched the, the Cyber... Not Cyberpunk... But, you know, um, Blade Runner. Yeah. 2049. Good movie. And, like, meat's super rare in that because they're, they're grub farms. They're, yeah, they're growing protein. It's yeah. Gross. Maybe it's, uh, we haven't seen many farms. And so maybe meat is super rare and people get enough to survive and they get, like, soy and meat substitutes. 
So maybe no one's getting meat, even with a, you know... You know, that's not a bad argument. Bad argument, honestly. We haven't seen people eating steaks and shit like that. Um, I know in one of the newer comics of Judge Dredd, there was someone selling dog dogs. Not hot dogs, but dog, dog dogs, dogs actually made of dog. That's awesome. Pretty fucked up. Number one, that's awesome. Number it's two, that's fucking fucked, fucked up. up. <laughs> um, our narration now continues as we get like a zoom in on the fucked up toothy grin. Go for it. Cal was feeding the Cleggs lots and lots of meat. He never, we never showed it. Never showed him feeding him meat. It was, was it always an empty promise? It, He's insane. We don't know. He would make an empty promise like yeah. that. Yeah, he kept like leading them on that they're going to get meat, and he refused to feed them human beings. Yeah. Because then they would get a taste for it. So, okay. yeah, we don't know. We never saw him We don't know the meat, meat situation we, in Mega City 1. Suddenly now meat has become Wait, really do important. do they travel back to the back in time to hunt dinosaurs? That's in the future. <laughs> That's in the future where so, they travel back in time to hunt dinosaurs. They have dinosaurs. enough meat that they don't have to do that. Yeah, well... They have an invented time travel. That's true. Invisibility is still six, is 50, still years, 50 out, years out. Time, time travel, travel is... We got now, but we haven't invented real good time travel yet. We got, <laughs> we got diet time travel. <laughs> this is getting stupid. Let's continue. Narration, buddy. Day after day, the great hunger grew. Urk was the most savage son of a bloodthirsty race. Only meat would satisfy his appetite. Only the richest, juiciest meat of all. And... Oh. Keep going. Uh, uh, Urk's brain was dull, but his ears were sharp. He could hear the beating, beating inside the Johnson's bodies. And now we have like a shot of just just the torsos of the husband and wife and a boom, 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 boom. It's their hearts. It's their hearts. That's what he's wow. hearing. Okay. That so, explains a lot. And now we have this awesome Or explains panel. one thing. <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah. One thing. Now we have this awesome panel of Urk is like screaming to the heavens and with like, his hands over, over his, his ears, ears, eyes closed in pain. Narration continues. Day after day, Urk heard the beating, taunting him, just out of reach, while the great hunger gnawed at him, and his whole being cried out for blood. Blood! And As like we... the boom boom continues around him as he's like... Turn the page. Go for it. Oh, I'm afraid. Until... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. He breaks out of the cage... Which, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and, until the day Irk's torment grew too much. He, he's breaking loose! As just the bars come shattering outwards, and he's it's just this horrifying visage of this crocodile man that's like 20 feet tall coming right at them. Yeah. Um, and he gets the whole guy's uh, upper whole, torso. Oh, yeah, arm and up, like down to his hip. Yeah. Irk went straight for the heart. and He's, he's like biting his right side, too. Yeah, he's going for the heart. Um, now, we cut back to the present, now Urk prowled the uh, Enid Blighton block, and the hunger still burned inside of him. What the fuck? Oh, it's like a... So, is it Halloween? It is a costume party happening It is somewhere. October. It is. It's, or I it's mean, November. This but... is released in November, but it's close to October, so this might be our Halloween prog. We yeah. have what looks like a Mickey Mouse... A, a Donald Duck, Donald Duck and Tarzan and Popeye. Definitely Popeye. I didn't. I missed Popeye the first time around somehow. And uh, the mouse is greeting people. Uh, Charlie, baby, come on in. The party's in full swing. And oh my god, are they letting the fucking coming around the corner? We can see a the dripping snout of the of Irk coming around the corner. It might not, it might could be blood visceral. Go for it, PK. Read our narration. <sighs> Irk knew there were many people in that room. He could hear the delicious beating of many hearts. What's happening in this in this panel, PK? He's knocking on the door. He's knocking on the door. He's fucking smart. 
That's terrifying. That's a little more scary, honestly. Yeah. Um, and we can hear the boom, 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 boom from within the door, so he's hearing them. Now we cut inside, and it's from... We're looking out the door that Urk is in and we see a from the wall inside. Of flesh. It's just a wall of reptilian flesh and Mickey Mouse outlined in the middle of it. Oh my god. Um, hey baby, love your costume. Who is it? Larry? Dave? No, no, it's got to be Marty. And Oh, is that is that Costello? It looks kind of like Abbott from Abbott and Costello. Yeah. I couldn't I wasn't sure, but it looks like it. Um above on the stairs we see that Judge Dredd uh, has his lawgiver out, is like moving and yelling, while the ju other judge behind him is like has discovered another body, body like pulling up out of a ventilation shaft. Yeah, and the other judge is saying, "There's another body here, Judge Dredd." And we hear a ah! from like distantly though. Mm -hmm. Listen, a scream! Next floor down. Dread burst into the apartment, and they like made it all the way down the floor, and it's just a melee. It's just a he's, slaughter. Yeah, happening. he's like got a guy in his mouth, like throwing a guy, a guy in his claws. Yeah, and there's men and women just bodies strewn also, everywhere. Judge Dredd's butt on this panel, pretty well, pretty fucking good fantastic. Pretty good butt, pretty good. Butt. That is a nice butt. That's that's uh, he must work out. Yeah, he must work out. <laughs> Fucking Dumb and Dumber. Love that fucking movie. That is, def it is, it is, it is detailed on the drawing and it's defined. I don't think it's, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's Dr. Rodnina's butt, which was pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. But it's pretty good. Um, the other judge, though, who has this awesome fucking grizzled, like, yeah, this, you know, this wiry haired chin, uh, is saying, Doc, what carnage! A clegg! And people are screaming, ah! And we have, um, in this next panel here. It looks like Little Bo Peep, like a woman dresses Little Bo Peep because she yeah, has like a sheep in her hand. she has a sheep in her hand and she's got like a, 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 a the hook, the, the shepherd's crook. Yep, she has the crook. It's in his mouth. Is, yep, he's snapped it, the clay has snapped it and uh, Dredd is diving through the air and he fires a, a bullet that travels through the bottom of the clay's Oh, right. Uh, right, bottom of his like jaw through the top of his head yeah. and he yells out, Brain shot! Brain shot. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Wait. Not headshot. That's literally what I wrote down. I, I literally <laughs> wrote down not headshot. Okay. Sure. You know why not? I mean, What's even weirder. I think I've heard him say that before. I don't think. I don't honestly remember. I, I honestly remember, but I also this is before FPS games. Yeah, it was, which is interesting. Yeah, it's, it's pre Doom, the yeah. first FPS. Pre Halo, <laughs> the first FPS game. Holy shit. Um, now we have a, an image which is really cool. I like this next panel. Oh, it's um, like, yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> PK, what? can you re- I think it's Judge Red. Yeah, Judge Red says this. Uh, a bullet in his brain and he's still coming. Switch to Dum Dum Rapid Fire. Dum Dum Rapid Fire. PK, describe what's happening in this panel. Like, what is the coolest thing about this panel? What's so cool it's, here? Uh, it's, it's two judges. Like, they look like uh, Jules and Vincent from Pulp Fiction. Kinda Hell like yeah. Shoulder to shoulder as yep. they both have their guns out. Yep. Um, and, and it's like from the Clegg's point of view because everything's all wavy and distorted. Yeah, it's swirling around. Like, everything, the edges of the Which, vision are blurring. if you got shot, if you got a bullet to the brain, you might be seeing things a little differently. Yeah, that's fair. Um... Now, narration here, PK, because Droid just said dum dum rapid fire. Yeah. Go for it. Read the narration. Dum dum bullets give maximum kill power. They were only to be used in extreme emergencies. PK, welcome to our sixth bullet type. Dum dum rapid. Okay. 
Rapid fire is a it's set is a, we've seen before. We've seen rapid fire, and that can be used with anything because yeah. we've seen rapid fire like ricochet shots. But now we see dum dum, which that are is our what, heavy high caliber rounds. It's effectively like armor piercing rounds. Basically. Okay. So so we're not gonna get double whammy. Well, here's the thing. I'll talk. We'll put a pin in it. Okay. We'll, okay. Come, we'll circle back around to it. I'll put a pin um, in double whammy. Now we have like the Clegg is like shielding his face as these rounds just go They're through tearing. his body. If they had this before, why didn't they use them the last time they fought the Clegg? You know what, PK? Oh, what no. a weird thing you mentioned! What no. a weird thing to mention! They have high X. They have they have armor piercing anti Clegg rounds. Maybe dumb, they, dumb. Maybe bullets. they were invented after the Clegg invasion. Ooh, boy, you really hope so, don't you? You really, <laughs> you really hope so. <laughs> Dude, I'm very upset. <laughs> Literally, it took like 20 of these things. I love that everything things. I bring up, be like, I thought of that. <laughs> Let me tell you. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right, PK. Okay, so um, they're shooting at this uh, Urk. Urk, yes. And Dredd is and saying, oh, uh, no, it's, it's the other judge, I think. We're going to say the other judge. Okay. Go for it. We're tearing chunks off him. He can't be alive. He can't. But, the narration says, massive Four, like body-sized forearm. Yeah, arm it's like the size of a fucking tree trunk. It wraps around Judge Dredd's throat and upper torso, and yeah. he drops like, his lawmaster. It's like one finger on, two fingers on each shoulder, and it's like just imagine the pain. Oh, dude, it's fucking huge. Have you been choked and squeezed by that fucking unit of a hand? And we turn the page, and it's like an, an even closer shot of a really cool shot. Of, That's a really good panel. It really is. It's Judge Dredd's face being held and in close proximity but with the eye, the massive reptilian eye right, behind like, him. And Dredd is like gasping with like a sinew, like not sinew, but like, uh, uh, the, the, the strands of saliva coming yeah, between his, his teeth. His, uh, the top of his gums, the, uh, the top teeth, the bottom teeth. And the narration continues. As Urk's claws bit through Dredd's skin, information finally began to seep through his dam from his damaged brain. Keep going. Oh wow! And it shows uh, Urk falling over, uh, and the whole party, the whole party, and Judge Dredd and, and uh, unnamed Judge looking at him, and Urk finally realized he was dead. It is this awesome panel of yeah, Judge Dredd standing over the body with bullet holes coming out of its back. The whole like cast of like party goers are looking on from the background. And looking at Judge Dredd himself, he looks battle damaged. Like, look at his oh pauldron. dude, yeah, his pauldron's fucked up. His helmet is gouged to shit. His helmet's like it's like it's like squeezed. Yeah, um, which it was being fucking like imagine ugh. Yeah, and now like that scene in, in Braveheart where like the guy's wearing the big Crusader bucket helm and. The guy just brings the, the maul down on top of it, and like you can see blood just squirt out the visor. I've never seen, uh, never seen that movie, unfortunately. Oh man! Um, I need to though. That's a classic. Um, now we have uh, the scene of like the after aftermath of the scene, basically, with the other judge whose name we can't quite what? see. No. He's gesturing and like he's got a book in his hand, and there's the massive body of Urk the Clegg being wrapped up in a giant gurney in the background. The party goers are looking They're on. They're coming with a sheet for, you know, because it's a dead body. And yeah. do with dead bodies. Narration says, though. A search of the block revealed the bodies in the basement flat, and the full story was in Mrs. Johnson's diary. And the other judge is saying, holding the diary. So he was the last of the Cleggs, Judge Dredd, an evil beast. And Judge Dredd's in the close foreground, just staring into the middle distance as you do with his chin sticking out. No, not evil. Urk didn't know any better. He was innocent, like a newborn child. And then, as Dredd is like riding off, but sometimes it is also our duty to protect the city against the innocent. 
Next prog, the Great Plastine Disaster. The Great Plastine Disaster. So, PK. I'm trying to recognize some of these co uh, costumes. In yeah, there. go I can, for it. The only one I really recognize is that it might be the spirit. It does look like the spirit. Guy in a suit with a, a, a domino mask. Domino mask. Yeah. That's all I got, though. So, let's talk about this prog, because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, we've got lots to unpack right now. Yes, we do. Uh, this prog that we wrote a couple months ago. <laughs> we were like, hey, 2018. And they're like, we fucking did that. We did that already. We did that ages ago. Fucking amateurs. I did that shit before I came in the room. <laughs> What is that from? Black Dynamite. Oh my god, I threw that shit before I came in the room. I gotta like, watch I that clip. I threw that shit Black Dynamite. I threw that shit before I came in the room. Jesus Christ. I love that. So, we gotta talk about this. Uh, Enid or Enid, Enid Blighton Block is a place we see. Yes. Right? So, a name I'm unfamiliar with. Have you heard of the name, though, of Mary Pollock? Uh, it's, I've heard it. I, I can't remember anything about it right now. No worries. Uh, I had never heard of this person before. Mary but, Pollock. But we're going to learn a little bit about her, okay? Okay. Uh, Enid Mary Blyton, born August 11th, 1897, died November 28th, 1968, was an English children's writer whose books have been among the world's best sellers since the 1930s. We've never heard of her. Um, wow. Selling more than 600 million copies. Blyton's books are still enormously popular and have been translated into 90 languages. As of June 2018, Blyton is in the fourth place for the most translated author of all time. She God, wrote behind Wilt, would that be Shakespeare? Jesus, uh, the Jesus, Bible. the Bible. I mean, he, 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 he is, that guy wrote like crazy. I appreciate it. written by Avery. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wrote a wide range of topics, including education, natural history, fantasy, mystery, and biblical narratives, and is best remembered today for her Nadi, Famous Five, Secret Seven, and Mallory Towers. Um, her first book, Child Whispers, a 24-page collection of poems, was published in 1922. Following the commercial success of her early novels, such as Adventures of the Wishing Chair, 1937, and The Enchanted Wood... Did she write The Velveteen Rabbit? We're going to find out. Maybe. Okay. 1939, Blyton went on to build a literary empire. This is what blows her mind. Sometimes producing 50 books a year. Wow. In addition to her prolific magazine and newspaper contributions. I can't write one book in 30 years. Uh, yeah, that makes you feel great. Well, they are children's books, but still. I didn't write any of those. Yeah. Her writing was unplanned and sprang largely from her unconscious mind. She typed her stories as events unfolded before her. Uh, the sheer volume of her work and the speed with which it was produced led to rumors that Blyton employed an army of ghostwriters, a charge which she vigorously denied. Hell um, yeah. Blyton's work, however... Oh, can't think that much! Uh, let's, let's bleak that out. Uh, Blyton's work became... Well, that was my, that was my pressure for people who were, who were against her. That's fair. But here's where it gets kind of sad. Because oh. no one's, no one's a, a paradigm, right? Uh, Blyton's work became increasingly controversial among literary critics, teachers, and parents from 1950s onwards, however, because of the alleged unchallenging nature of her writing and the themes of her books, particularly the Naughty series. Some libraries and schools banned her works, which the BBC refused to broadcast from the 1930s until the 1950s, because they were perceived to, be la to lack literary merit. Her, her books have been criticized as being elitist, sexist, racist, xenophobic, and at, at odds with the more progressive environment emerging in the post-Second World War Britain. But they have continued to be bestsellers since her death in 1968. So she felt she, had a, she, had, uh, she, felt she had a responsibility to provide her readers with a strong moral framework 
so she encouraged them to support worthy causes. In particular, her uh, through the clubs she set up to be supported, she encouraged and organized them to raise funds for like animal and pediatric uh, charities. But the story of Blyton's life was dramatized in a BBC television series called Enid, or uh, Enid, featuring Helen Von Carter. Oh, uh, in the title role, and the first broadcast in the United, uh, the United Kingdom, uh, United Kingdom was on BBC Four in two thousand nine. There have also been several adaptations of her books for stage, screen, and television. So she has this kind of pockmarked stuff where I was reading about like what the controversies were. Yeah, well, it's stuff that's like, it's stuff that's like not overtly racist until you look at it with a modern eye. Like kind of like Mark Twain books. Yeah, there's a character. I think it's Naughty. I'm not sure, but I don't. I haven't read anything of hers, right? Yeah. Um, I. It, it, they didn't her. mention the Velveteen Rabbit, so I'm assuming it's not her. Yeah. But the uh, the one that got me was like there's a character who is has dark skin and he's like a doll and no one likes him. He doesn't have any friends, but when he goes and cleans himself and washes the the but dark skin Chinese away. Dishwasher commercial. Yeah. Or it was, yeah, it was a washing machine. Yeah. When when he washes this stuff off, suddenly everyone's friends with him. Oh my and I'm, god! And I'm like, is that racism or is it a lesson on cleanliness? Yeah, it's for a kid. I don't know. I can't judge it all because I haven't read the fucking thing. But there's like pock marks here and there. Yeah. But apparently okay. she, she wrote under the name of Mary Pollock as well. Um, then we have another character that's talked about that I have to mention: uh, Ricardo Montalban. 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 Uh, the, we have a mention of the Ricardo Montalban block, mm-hmm. which is being a nice place to live, right? Uh, they also mentioned the Charlton Heston block, yeah. which we already saw. That was the one that we chased a guy through in the city block, too. Oh, we uh, did! The That's really right. nice city block, remember? The guy who was like, no, a judge chasing me, it must be something terrible. It was like, for dropping a rap. Dropping a rap. And rapper. he, like, fucking killed people to get away. Yeah, like, he, he took, took someone hostage. He took a child hostage. hostage. Yeah, but remember, in that building, there was, like, a, a, a fake Indoor beach. beach. Uh, indoor park. It was yeah. really nice, It was right? really nice. So... It, uh, was no, it wasn't no peach trees, that's for sure. Oh, peach trees. So, Ricardo Montalban, right? Uh, we know him, but his real name is known as Ricardo Gonza- uh, Gonzalo Pedro Montalban y Manero. Uh, and he was born November 25th, 1920. Died January 14th of 2009. Yeah. Was a Mexican film and television actor. Born in Mexico, Montalban's career spanned seven decades, during which he became known for performances in a variety of genres, from crime and drama to musicals and comedy. So he did, like, everything. Yeah. Among his better-known roles, he portrayed Armando in the Planet of the Apes film. That's what... Yeah, he's in Planet of the Apes. Uh, is he the main character? No, that's Charlton Heston. Who's the... Who, who is... That's fucking crazy, right? Charlton Heston. Boy. Yeah. What uh, What does he play in in that? Is he the one I of the think older he's another, apes? I think he's another uh, astronaut, but okay. I'm not positive. Uh, he played Armando uh, in Planet of the Apes films in the early 1970s. He might, star- the, he might be one of the apes. He starred in both The Escape from the Planet of the Apes 1971 and Conquest of Planet of the Apes 1972. So he may have been one of the apes. Uh, he could be one of the other prisoners. The, the... Here's here's the interesting one, though. The one that I was like, oh my god, we've actually watched. You and I have definitely seen this guy. Okay. As I'm... the villain Khan Noonien Singh. That's right, he's in Star Trek too. A genetically he's en- Khan. enhanced human. He starred in both I the original Star Wars television series, Star Trek television series. I sure say, is that, was that Khan? Yep, 1967. Yeah. And the film Star Trek II Wrath of Khan, 1982. Literally the only thing I've ever watched of Star Trek, Wrath of Khan. That's it. That's all I've ever watched. 
And I, that was a good-ass movie, and he kicked ass in that. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. So, He's quoting Moby Dick and shit? Lo and behold, I, I know who this guy is. I know, I've seen him before. That's insane. I've seen a um, lot of Star Trek. I used to rush home from school to watch Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I used to rush home from school to get away from school and read Goosebumps. I, 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 I rushed home, and I would watch The Simpsons. Uh, oh. No, first I would watch, it was like... Uh, Star Trek, The Simpsons, and The Fresh Prince. Okay. And then I do my homework. Nice. I did similar things, just no homework. Um, <laughs> Ricardo Montalban played Mr. Rourke on the television series Fantasy Island from 1977 to 1984. Oh. Um, he won an Emmy Award for his role in the miniseries How the West Was Won in 1978 and a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Screen Actors Guild in 1993. Montalban was professionally active into his 80s when he provided voices for animated films and commercials wow and appeared as grandfather valentine valentine or valentine in the spy kids franchise he was the grandpa the in grand spy he was antonio banderas's dad yeah i remember him <laughs> holy shit that's, that was con yeah that was con um that's fucking crazy during the 1970s and 80s he was a spokesman in automobile advertisements for chrysler okay. including those in which he extolled the rich corinthian leather using the carbon uh, carbon uh, i remember cordobon's interior calling dead all deadpool movie fans right yeah is that rich corinthian leather? leather that's where that comes from i vaguely remember dude those voiceovers. that is insane like of all the things that like yeah I, I just I love the fact that I get to learn weird shit while doing this. That's podcast. one of the is the cool little nuggets of knowledge. Yeah, um, I knew Ricardo Montalban was con. I knew that. <laughs> I, I was like, guess myself, you're gonna sure about yourself. that. You're gonna be so fucking pissed when you find out about this. But it's, it fits though. Like, and oh, that's like, so good. He's like the main guy on Fantasy Island. Yep, with, with tattoo the little the little guy. Yep, it's super good, dude. There's a new show coming out. There's a remake of Fantasy Island coming out. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know how weird choice because I never saw it. I neither did I. I've heard of it. I've heard the name. I don't know. I still don't know what it's about. Mostly. Long. Okay. Moving on though. Characters. We have Urk, the last of the Clegg on Earth. Question mark. No, I know that's not true. Don't you dare. Don't spoil anything for me yet. Mutated from birth, Urk was left in captivity by his own race when they were housed at the Inid Blyton Block for being too wild and dangerous. When the Clegg fled Earth after the fall of Cal, they left. They, they Urk just behind. fucking left him. Yeah. This is like we literally called this play for play. We did like a mutated Clegg that's rampaging around. That's like a monster. But like, I wish I'd have had more of it. But it's still, I understand, it's a monster of the week. Kind of yeah, thing. It's I good. enjoyed it. It's but good. But I would never say more, no to more Clegg. I never. I would. might. You know what? And we also never established if all of the Clegg were on Earth when they were killed. You're right. We that established like that an expeditionary force. They, or... they, as a race, are mercenaries, right? They're right. the Krogan, effectively. Yeah. Very accurately, the Krogan. They really are. Though I would argue less fucking and less females. We don't know. They all look the same alligators. But all the same, we don't know if there are other Clegg out there. there we could, don't know. That could easily be. This could be just like one. This could be like one branch of the military or one whatever. One clan. One clan. Know. Um. Also characters, we have the Johnsons, a wonderfully intelligent couple who lived in the basement flat of the Enid Blyton block. Uh, when they returned to their home following the death of Cal, they discovered Urk still caged there. And instead of just, I don't know, telling anyone, anyone else, they decided to keep Urk's existence a secret in hope that he could earn them money in the future. A lot of people died because of them, including themselves. Yep. You know what? Couldn't, couldn't have a tragic irony. Tragic yeah. irony. That's the. You die in Mega City 1, not from malnutrition, not from crime. 
tragic irony. Tragic irony is the leading cause it's of what death it is. Mega City Especially if you've got like a plan. If you have a plan, <laughs> tragic irony every time. That's the leading cause of death is irony. So, this is a big thing though. Items and technology of note. Dumb dumb bullets. A new, yeah. a new bullet type we have not had in a long time that allows for maximum kill power and only used in extreme emergencies. Boy, these would have been handy when fighting the, the Clegg? When fighting the Clegg when the first time. When fighting the invincible armor on the moon? Uh, yeah, that would have been really handy too, wouldn't it? Crazy to think the, about. There are oh, a number of times we could have used this. So, here's the important thing, though. The important thing about Dum Dum Bullets. We know that there are, from previous art, only six d settings on the dial for lawgiver, yep. uh, lawgiver pistols. And so far, we are aware of hot shot homing bullets, explosive rounds, ricochet rounds, incendiary rounds, rounds we just saw, stun rounds we know are a thing, and now dum-dum bullets. bullets. That rounds out the six. That's all six settings. So my question is, will the writers keep track of this? Do, do they know, at this point in time, are they still in the like, you know, it's a different bullet type. Just throw it out there. Who cares if we've, you know, named six already? The Lawgiver is a very important, it's a very essential thing to Judge Dredd. I would agree with that, yes. You look at, the, there are two things that, that draw you to Judge Dredd from a glance. Helmet. The the uniform, the helmet in particular. Yep. And the Lawgiver. Yep. And, like, the Law Master is also important, but you don't see that until a few panels in. Yeah. But you look... From a, from a glance, you look at this cool gun with multiple settings yep. and a cool uniform. Yep. And that was the draw. And literally, the the gun itself plays a role in the 1995 movie. Yeah. Like it's a big plot and we know point. from a we know that that's the Lawgiver 2.0, which means it stays important to the story and that it gets upgraded at some point. Maybe oh, the, the art changes and therefore it gets an upgrade. But at the very least, it is like a very big part of both the 95 movie and 2012, I would argue, as well. The Dread, yeah. Dread movie. It's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah. Because the Lawgiver is the hottest shit. Six different settings. It's fucking cool. I mean, look at this art right here. Oh, yeah. It's very different, right? It's only got the single barrel clip or the, the drum below it instead of yeah, two drums. Two, and, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm very curious as to how it's going to change. I would time. love to see more about the. I'm such a fucking nerd. I would love to see more about like the the just like the the basics of the judge stuff. There is weirdly enough, I think in one of the the uh, one of the 2080 comics, there was like a like a center page spread of the Lawgiver pistol and like the breakdown of it mechanically. I want to see more about the judge equipment. It's be pretty cool because that's um, what drew you. That's what drew me as a kid, dude. It draws him the judge dread because it's so well designed. Here's the thing. I want to see him do stuff. Batons become a thing. Batons become a huge thing. They wind up having, like, nightsticks eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that or when that's happening, but it happens. Um, next, moving on. Terrible slang, made-up words, Judge Dredd one-liners. We got brain shot! For a headshot. Yeah, a, a headshot, right? Right? No. Yeah. Um, I gotta bring up this line, because this bothers me. No, not evil. Irk with innocent. innocent. Like a newborn... Okay, hear me out. Really, dread. I gotta go on a rant. Okay. Last right. prime. I, I knew this was gonna bother you, and I prepared a counter rant. Last. Okay. 
You want to do counter rant first, or want me no, to no, rant first? No, 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 you okay. gotta go first, because it's... Okay. Last prog, you killed one of your own co-workers to save the life of a murderer who killed another co-worker, and now you're saying that the rampaging monster was innocent? Innocent? How? What are you talking about? What is Judge Dredd as a character right now? Does this make, <laughs> how does this make any sense? Was Satanus innocent? Because, you know, we're the ones who brought him back to life and tortured him to be a fucking evil dinosaur. Did we give a shit then? Was the DNA man innocent? Yeah, he was just a fucking monster Science. someone made. No, you shot the fuck out of them. Where where are you drawing these lines, Judge Dredd? Where is it like, no, it's just innocent. It's doing what it's naturally supposed to do. That's a monster! Like, where is the line? Okay, I'll tell you exactly where the line is. Go for it. Judge Dredd is known to have a soft spot for children. This isn't a child! This has a childlike intelligence. He's been kept in a cage. How did he know its name was Urk? That's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he has childlike intelligence. Uh, what's his name? The guy who directed... <laughs> Keep going, okay. sorry. The director of, uh, 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 Cloverfield said the scariest thing is a child. Yes. A child with... Un power. On power and strength that it cannot control... Because a child can't control its mental facilities at we, all. We've talked about this and why Honey, I Blew Up the Kid is a great kaiju it's movie. It's a kaiju yes. movie. Yes. It's, you take something with very simple intelligence and you make it gigantic. A child doesn't know their own strength, yep. their own power... And it has. He's comparing it to a child. He doesn't know well, it's he's a child. A, he's comparing it because, because that's the closest thing he has in his mind, and we know he has a soft spot for children. Ah, uh, fine, <laughs> fine. I do. I'm not saying I agree with it. It's I'm saying stupid. that's just to play devil's advocate. It's just stupid. It is though. pretty stupid. Okay. It's pretty fucking dumb. It's pretty fucking dumb. Okay. Also, we have the line... He did just kill a judge last issue. Shot him in the I'm head. just saying, it's a little all over the place right now. It's a little all over the place right now. We also have the line, it's good to be true. <laughs> that was really oh, weird. Fucking what? It's good to be true. It could be a typo. It, it could really be some English like slang. It. I don't understand. It really feels like it. Um, monsters. We haven't had a monster in a long time. You're Guess right. what? We got a monster. The last of the clay. Unless, like, the Witcher humans are the real monster, then, in which case, we had one last week. The, uh, uh, all the, the time. The Not Hellfire. Stop. We have we have monsters all the time. Uh, first introduced in Prague 94, the Clegg are coming. Uh, Urk is described by the narration as being horribly mutated, but I really don't see that much of a difference between him and regular Clegg, other well, than his teeth being weird, you his know? His teeth are weird, his body's... Okay, so here the hard thing is, Clegg, when they were in introducing, they varied a lot too, like That's from artist true. to artist. Sometimes they were tall and lean. Um, they were always tall, no matter what, though. Yeah, they were, sometimes they were tall and sometimes they were wide. Oh yeah, so, Grampus especially, the leader of the Clegg. Grampus, yeah, Grampus, well, Grampus, in his one expression <laughs> of "I want to eat." I'm already right in this room. Um, but yeah, his proportions are maybe a little off, too long in the arms, too short in the legs, but honestly, it is just as horrifying as and monstrous as a regular Clegg. Yeah. So, it doesn't stand out as being that different, yeah, I would say. Understandable. But he does look more bestial, more devolved. Yeah. Maybe he's more of a... Of a maybe he's primitive. like... Primitive. Uh, apes are... Uh, yeah. Or is the Clegg's what apes are to humans? Yeah, it makes sense. Maybe some kind of cross between the Clegg and a Clegg hound? Maybe, because we mentioned how Clegg's and Clegg hounds are both... The like, same species, yeah, kind maybe. Of, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's a weird alien species. We don't really have anything to judge it by. We really don't. World building. We have the Charlton Heston block. It's brought back up as one of the nicer city blocks to Get live in. Sure, Charlton Heston was a uh, you know Planet of the Apes. Uh, was yeah. he in uh, 
The Ten Commandments? Yeah. Uh, I... I think he was. I, 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 I have the thing. I can go look back on it, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Or, or listen to the episode Charlton again. Heston's a famous Golden Age of Cinema actor. Yes. Uh, but these, uh, it, the Charlton Heston block was last mentioned in Prague 117, City Block 1. Uh, we also have a mutated Clegg as a callback villain. Can you believe that we predicted this shit? We hypothesized this would be done years years, later. But it was done months later. Hundreds of progs down the line. And it said it's like 30 progs later. So, you know... But also, I, I understand they didn't know this comic was going to have the distance. They didn't know it was going to have legs. Yeah, that's true. They had so they wanted, they, use what you got. You know, that's what I thought about Judge Whitey, too. They bring Judge Whitey back a year later. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like not fucking even. like 10 progs later. Yeah. So it's it's there's no guarantee of tomorrow. tomorrow. Spend them while you got them. You so know. yeah, if you, have your, if you have your plot hooks, use them. Yeah, you might as well. Um, also, we have to mention the different costumes also, we see at this problem. the great thing about this plot hook is it can be used multiple times. It really can. We can have more Clegg to show up. There's no yeah. reason we can't. Um, we also have to mention the different costumes we see at this, this probably Halloween party. Uh, we've got, what, Mickey Mouse. We've got Mickey big, Mouse. Big uh, one. Donald Duck. Donald Tarzan, Duck. Tarzan. Popeye. Popeye. Um, we had possibly Abbott from Abbott and Costello. But, holy shit, I just can't believe, like, Mickey Mouse, and it's like the old costume style of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, like it's, which really weird is like, I get it. When you're writing this comic, you're gonna go back to when you're a writer, you go back to things that you consider nostalgic. Yeah, but a person in the future would dress with they were just like I don't know what's they were just like uh, uh the uh something more Finn from Adventure think. Time. Yeah, it, but that hadn't been invented yet. You're right. So so yeah, you have to write what you know. I just I'm like I just can't. But believe. that's just the problem with writing future stories. We just can't get away from Disney. Is the thing Disney's become like a goddamn empire. I wrote down, holy shit, Disney, you really are everywhere. Keep making awesome stuff with properties I love, but stop literally being an evil evil mega corporation of modern day society. I look forward to spending my money honeymoon at your park. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, last but not least, we have our death count. Mr. Kramer from 2707, the Johnsons, and several others were all brutally murdered and eaten by Irk. And Irk himself, last of the Clegg for all we know, uh, was killed by Dredd and another judge with dum-dum bullets. I know he's not the last of the Clegg. I know this for a fact. I mean, I would be very surprised if we didn't get more. He's not the last of the Clegg. I don't know because a character named the Gentle Clegg. The Gentle Clegg. Yeah. That's a thing coming up. That's a character named, maybe in ten years when we get there. (sighs) Boy, oh boy, that's... We Ooh. gave ourselves a daunting task, Andy. You know what? Which was to read every Judge Dredd. And we keep taking breaks. We keep taking like a break or two of like a week. And all I think of like is we're not going to make it we're to... We're going to be old and dead. We're going to be very dead by the time that this ever gets 100 subscribers. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Um, but yeah, I I loved both. I love the last prog, the death of a judge because of how serious it was. I like this one because it's a very... It's, it, you can do Monster of the Week. We've done that all the time. Yeah. But in fact, it pr- incorporates previous history. That's good shit. I don't want to say it's lighthearted. No. But it's not... It's it's definitely heavy horror. Yeah. But it's not as... Uh, uh, you know, psychologically... Uh, psychologically yeah. heavy as the previous issue was where Judge Red had to kill a fellow judge. Yeah. I... I just appreciate the, the judge fact. Ki- no, that's not the first judge killing a judge. Oh my god, dude. We had Tyrant Cal. We had Tyrant Cal killing. We had judge versus judge all the time. You're right. There, there was, was judge civil war. Uh, yeah. I'm so dumb. And the first judge to kill a judge would have been, I mean, ju- uh, Dread Rico killing his would, brother Rico. Yeah. Or Dread killing Mew the Pig. But though they were technically, I guess they were technically judges. I, I, yeah. Either way. Still. Um, that is, is there anything else you want to bring up for Prague 138, Night of the Blood Beast? Nothing other than I liked this the design of this villain. That's good. It was cool looking. It was weird. It was just Clegg enough. 
and just not clucking enough to be unsettling. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was a little weird. I would. I. I feel like if we had if they had given him just like a fin, give him like an, a, a third fin eye or something, or a third eye or like a vestigial claw. Or yeah, something. a tiny little arm and one big arm. Like, yeah. I, I would understand that a little bit more, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. He was scary and threatening as a clegg. Clegs are terrifying. Yeah. I will say that one image of him, like, when he was breaking out of the fucking, uh... Of him, like, reaches through the cage bars. It's pretty oh, scary. that's pretty terrifying. And you know what? We're... We're getting into... The, we're getting close to the 80s, right? Yeah, we're 1979. November 1979. We're getting very close to the 80s. In the 80s! And I would argue that 80s horror films are pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I won't say that's like a big spike in horror films. A big, you know, we had what? Uh, uh, the Thing, John Carpenter, right? John Carpenter was the Thing. Um, that was in the eighties, wasn't it? Yeah. We had a lot of we had uh, a lot what was of John the, Carpenter movies. Yeah, we had a lot of John Carpenter doing work there. Friday the Thirteenth. It's uh, I would say it's maybe even a golden age of horror yeah. movies, right? So I'm gonna say this next the the rest of this book leans pretty heavily into horror. As a genre, which is pretty interesting. I would I even Judge say... Dredd gets some kind of heavy with the horror stuff. I mean, Judge Death is a pretty horror villain. It, he is. Um, he's and a great I'm slasher. I'm waiting for him. I am waiting. Dude, I'm not... You'll, you won't know until he's on the page in front of you. I will not let you know. Awesome. I will mislead the fuck out of you until Judge I Death shows up. I wouldn't turn that page and Judge Death is there. Uh, the, uh, life is a punishment. The crime is death. Yeah. I will not let you know when, when that's coming up. The punishment is death. You know what's in this book. Yep. I will say though, he's on the cover. The scariest, the scariest image we have seen in this comics is in this book. It is pretty fucking terrifying. We haven't gotten to it we yet. We haven't gotten to it yet. Okay. And it's it's terrifying. Wow. Like I, don't, I forget who draws it. I think it's Ron Smith. But there's I've just, seen some pretty scary stuff. Like Satanus was some, had some pretty scary moments. When we he wasn't being busy being sexualized to fuck. Jesus. Sex can be scary. Sex, I would argue, should be scary. You should be terrified at any moment. I am. I was raised Catholic. Oh, yeah, I'm exactly. Scared the God of could smote you any moment, okay? I read Kill Six Billion Demons. Oh, yeah. She's oh, about yeah. to have sex and lose her virginity. Oh, my God. High King Zoss took her away to the Kingdom of Throne and said, You're a High King now. Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm, apparently, I wasn't that Catholic. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to bring up for this Prague? Prague 138, Night of the Blood Beast. PK? No, I'm good. All right. Okay, so. Full transparency, PK, before we get into our last prog here. It's been about 10 minutes since we took a little break. It's been a little longer, and that's the reason why my voice has changed. Like 15 minutes. It's because uh, we We didn't take a a week-long break. We had to take a week-long break. Between episodes 2 and 3, did we? Because we got interrupted. Uh, No offense meant to those who interrupted us, but in the meantime... Actually, it was way more fun. Offense to them in the fact that they got me sick. Oh, they did do that. They did get me sick. And now you have this cool fucking bass voice, though. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. It sounds the same to me. No, it's it's bassier. That dog is nuts. This dog, I gave my dog a bone right before this to work on, and he is going absolutely ham right now. He's so excited for it. Okay, so PK... We're going to pick up where we left off, right? Okay, the last issue we did was uh, the, the Clegg return. Clegg return. The, the, the primordial Clegg. The primordial, yes. Primordial. Good choice. Devolved. Yeah, very, I like Very, very good, good adjective. good vocabulary. Uh, well, <laughs> nice vocabulistics. Um, so we're picking back up with the last uh, 
issue of Dello Felicates. Last prog of our episode here. Prog 139, The Great Plastine Disaster. Okay. This you're gonna have to make up for the energy here, because I have I can I'll I'll, I'll do you're my best. You're barely slogging around. I'll do my best to power through, okay? Date of this uh, issue was released November 17th, 1979. Script by John Howard, Wagner. Artist, John Cooper, and letters by Tom Frame. John Cooper, that's a name I'm not uh, familiar I, with. I don't think we've had him before. If we have, it's been very few times. It's, okay. It's been, all, it's been, like, we've had nothing but Wagner for a, quite a while. And yeah. And he is the guy who is the creator of Judge Dredd, effectively. Yeah. Um, He's the Stan Lee of Judge Dredd. He really is. He, he, he very much is. And our artist has been a lot of this new guy, Ron Smith, which mm-hmm. has been doing really well. But we'll see where we go from here. We haven't seen much of our boy Ian Gibson. I miss him a lot. But all the same. PK. We haven't seen him since Cursed Earth, yeah. It's been a while. Can you describe... uh, Actually, can you start with our narration and describe what's going on in our first panel here? 9 a.m. Mega City Spaceport at the Interspace Corporation's... Interspace Corporation's... New Cargo Terminal 43. Calamity was about to occur. So we see this, I guess it's a spaceport. It's like this elevated building. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty cool. Uh, it's got spaceships going in and out, giant domed windows, like hangars. Yep, we see the crazy city skyline it's in the It's got like a giant tower on top, which is like their, their, you know, fucking air control. It reminds me of a... Uh, Ground like, control? It, it reminds me of, of that, but also it's like up on raised pedestals off the ground. Yeah. Almost as though it's like a, like a Louisiana home, like there's no basement kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, there's like on. roads going under it. It yeah. looks like one of those like weird Dragon Ball Z houses. Oh, yeah. Good, good reference. But we have in the closer foreground here, and this uh, that's like the little pop-out panel showing us where we're at. Yeah. We cut inside that building, and we have, uh, what's going on here right now? Uh, we have some guys on a hover forklift, and some guys looking at a, oh, looking at the pillar. I thought they were look, looking out over at a spaceship. Yeah. Uh, and they're just driving around the hangar, and uh, one of them's pointing at the pillar, which has a giant crater in it I didn't notice. Yep. It uh, looks like a bite mark's been taken out of it yeah. almost. And, uh, and the guy's pointing at it wildly going, Doc! Look at that pillar! Doc the exclamation, not doc like a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> good 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 specificity. Um D-O-K. Now we have like three little window panes showing this uh very thick, massive, uh almost like look we don't know what it's made of, but it is a column of some it's kind. Plastine. Plastine, perhaps. But uh, it is getting like eaten away from the center is uh like and just withering away till it's thinner and thinner and thinner in the middle. Yeah. Um, like, and we get through quick little panels of time passing, and the, the, it just disintegrates in the middle part. And uh, the guy continues yelling. Something's eating away at it! And now we see the entire building begins to collapse. People are like, oh, you know, dust and rubble going yeah. everywhere, barrels flying. Debris. The guy continues yelling. Look out! The whole terminal's coming down! What's the, what's the term for the guy who does the say, don't show? Oh, God. Like, the, you know, thanks, Mr. Not obvious, but... Is it Mr. Obvious? I don't know. It's like that that term. I don't know. He's doing narration pretty it's, much. It's like Basil Exposition kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, right? Exposition. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. There we go. Um, it was only the beginning of the Great Plastine Disaster. And we see this building's fucking crumbling. And yeah, this people, building has collapsed. Those, those guys are dead. Look at that rubble. There is a massive, like, what, I mean, we don't know if it's concrete or not. but It's we, plastine. We, but it, we don't know, really know what plastine is or the density of it, but it looks like concrete. And it's yeah. a giant, like, floor of it is coming down on these guys. So they're probably dead. Those two guys died. Let's pass it over here real quick. Turn our page. 
Justice Department rescue teams rushed to the scene. Among them was Judge Dredd. God. Isn't it weird that Judge Dredd's part of the rescue team as well as a... As a he's just a... Judges are a catch-all for everything. I... They I, do... They like, stop robberies. They do rescue. Because... Here's the thing. We uh, know that Judge Dredd is a celebrity within his own universe. Yeah. Because we he's also... He's the toughest lawman in Mega City 1. He's the, one of the most famous... People out in the cursed earth knew who he was. That's right. As well as, um, if you remember correctly, on the moon, uh, Walter was reading a comic written about Judge Dredd. Oh. So he, I would not be surprised if he can, I mean, also, he's like buddy-buddy with, I mean, Judge Pepper and Griffin. He helped. That's true. He got, he helped Judge Griffin get promoted to his uh, job. He's like literally a living legend in his own time, which is kind of crazy. I don't know if we have anyone like this. Nowadays, but it's an interesting Not a idea. It'd be like General Patton. It or if like, we were alive during World War Two, it'd be like uh, like King Arthur, like a living yeah. legend in their own time, which is kind of interesting. But we have these two judges uh, who are talking to each other. One's talking to Judge Dredd, and there is like people being uh, taken away on stretchers in the background on yeah. this rubble. Uh, it's very reminiscent because PK, what happened with collapsing buildings recently in America? Oh, we had that uh, thing in the, Florida. Florida, the building, the the the, the co- yeah, yeah, like 20, 30 people. There was a hundred some people. Isn't but that twenty thirty died? Or... Oh no, no, really? It was hundreds some people. Wow, it was a massive party. Man, I was way up because I thought it was in Pennsylvania and I thought it was twenty people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's like move it farther south and add a lot more people. Okay, uh, it was like I think it was like Miami Beach or something like that, and this massive section of a apartment block just went yeah pan- pancaked down and after x amount of days they were like yeah there's we've recovered x amount of people there are a hundred plus people who have who've not been recovered but you know we're continuing our trend of us of reading the current comic and finding current events and finding current events hidden written 50 fucking years ago yeah so these two judges, one is holding up a little baggie, like it's a little satchel almost. Like in D D it's like a like a little coin sack almost. Yeah. In front of Judge Dredd. It's like a poop baggie for you uh, when you walk the dog. <laughs> yeah. It's just not see through. Oh, and we this, found this dog poop. This guy is saying to Judge Dredd, uh, go for it, PK, this other judge. We've isolated the cause, Dredd, a bacteria that destroys plastine. It must have come in uh, in on one of the interspaces vessels. So bacteria from another planet. Okay. So okay. Are we are are we going? I'm more... putting my sci-fi hat on for a second. I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. Wouldn't they like disinfect the ships coming from other planets? I mean, I don't fucking know. We're, well, think about this though. In what's a common theme in cyberpunk? Right? Mega corporations above the law doing anything they we can, can to turn a profit. To turn a profit. They cutting wherever they have to cut. Yeah, that's true. Interspace so, could just be doing that shit. It literally could be our, our start in towards megacorps that are just Of course, also, if you travel through the vacuum of space, you don't have to clean the outside of a ship because that's going to kill everything. That's, however, we're talking about alien life. Alien, yeah. We don't know what can survive in space or can't. Or the, so, ab- yeah. I'm playing the devil's advocate for the first time here. Wow, yeah, this is not bad. <laughs> so keep going. Okay. The pillars supporting the terminal were made of the new dry hard plastine. It's the first building of its type, thank goodness. Okay, um, so... So it's not every building in Mega City 1. Right. Good news. But we don't know what else plastine is made out. Or is made, is made of plastine. Yeah. So, PK, describe these next little series of panels here. It's another uh, uh, series of three, though. <laughs> so a guy... I think it's that judge. is holding uh-huh. his old-timey fucking... Oh, my God. It's so retro-future. It really it's is. It's just fucking... Because uh, now that we have... 
it's it's a it's a fucking you know? yeah we have Bluetooth. It's a fucking speaker that it has the little wire going to his bike. It is and the it's coiled wire with like the press button, with mic. the press to talk button, and the little fucking the speaker with all the little holes in it. Yep. And uh, it's such a product of its fucking time. I it love is. It. it is dissolving in this judge's yeah. hand. Yeah, um, it's 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 over yeah. the course of these three panels. So it's like happening like in a matter of seconds. And this judge says, "My bike mic is dissolving in my hand. The bacteria spreads fast." And now we have like a weird pop out head of Judge Dredd in the floating in the void, not really just I guess talking to us. Who knows? Yeah, or he's, he must be talking to the other guy. Let's hear how let's hear how masculine I can get this voice with his deep my deep bassy voice. Oh yeah, yeah, this is gonna be a good Dread. Everyone a, buckle in. A city without plastine, Doc. You tech boys better find out how to kill this bacteria, or there's gonna be chaos. That's pretty good. And now we have a billboard. Um, very 1950s-esque yeah, with like characters. The, car- the, the, the cartoon things. It looks like... There's uh, a wheel, a, a chair, a bucket, a, a car, car. A television, a, a bottle. Spoon. Yep. And we have some narration here, but on, on the, the billboard it says, Plastine! What would we do without it? Go for narration, PK. Dredd's words proved all too prophetic. Plastine was the material of the 22nd century. Cheap and versatile. It could be hard as a rock or as soft as tissue paper. It had a million and one uses, as the, in- as the industry's adverts pointed out. So yeah, it's showing all the different things that are made of plastine. So this is very much, don't get ahead of me. You're looking, don't there's, you dare. There's a naked don't man. Don't you dare. So <laughs> the this is very much like, not parodying, but it's it's very much uh, mimicking the rise in the use of plastics, plastics. in the U.S. Yeah. And, in, one and in the world. Plastics. It's... Literally back, like, when it became a thing, it's like, oh, we can use this to make goddamn everything. Yeah. And I, I don't know a house in America that didn't have this one set of Tupperware containers that were, like, burnt, nasty orange. Oh, yeah. Hard as rock. Everyone had them, right? Yeah. And it's it just, there's just certain things, and there's no branding on it. It's just, it's just plastic. Yeah. And you'd have those commercials were like, plastic, it's the future. And it's like... What the fuck? Who, there's, is this Even just... Even the fucking, the graduate, you know, like, one word. Plastics. Gra- gra- it was in The Graduate that happened? Yeah, I forgot well, that's about an that. old movie. I've watched that movie in film class. It's a good movie. Um, but yeah, that is very much that time period, right? So, PK, we have, again, another series of panels here, like vertical panels that happen pretty <laughs> quick. Uh, I'll need, I'm gonna, I'll read the narration here, but then you tell me what's going on. They had made plastine hats. And we see a guy in his futuristic jumpsuit. Of course. Uh, his hat is dissolving into mm-hmm. nothing. And his hair is... Uh, plastine wigs. Uh, he is now... He's now bald. He is... We did see his hair under the hat. I was confused for a minute. He's now completely bald. He's like a, huh? Oh, dear. Plast... As, his, as his wig vanishes into nothing. Plastine boots and plastine suits. Oh, no. As, As he's, he's standing there, bald. In his it, underwear and like a wife beater kind of yeah, his, 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 what is it called, jockeys, his little tiny whiteies. Yeah, as and people his, in the background are looking on like, what the fuck? Oh no! Uh, even plastine underwear. <laughs> As the guy now has his hands crossed and you know, his like his knees pressed together like, yeah. oh! Hard, hiding, hiding, hiding. Hiding. His PK. shame. 
he's he's help. help. Meanwhile, though, in the close foreground is a Judge dude. Judge Cal is laughing his ass. It's off. not Judge Cal, that but is it is Judge... a very. He doesn't have the curl like the, right. the Imperial Roman. Well, he curls. got his hair. All his hair fell off, and now he's wearing a plastine wig. But this guy, this guy is just just. Yeah. He's just having a blast. <laughs> Not to mention plastine dentures. And oh my god! It cuts over. It's the same guy, and he's just got a just a gaping just hole in big, his mouth. All gummy gums sticking out. All of his teeth are gone. He's oh. <laughs> so even the guy who was laughing gets his. You know, uh, they made plastine tires, of course, spelled T Y R E S because Britain. Yeah. And we have just. Just I mean, three cars on the on the road going nuts. There's a guy flying through the windshield. There's a guy going through the windshield. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, he's absolutely dead. And it's just them on their rims. And there's cars turned over in the background. Fires breaking out. Because um, remember, we have like flyover. You're right. Uh, we mass, have like these uh, elevated highways, which is miles in the sky. I don't know how scary. Because remember, if you remember uh, Judge Dredd and his in his uh, running from Cal and the Clegg, they went over. Uh, over the side of one of the flyovers, and that's it was an right. Eight thousand foot drop, and to they lived center. because it was an anti-shock the road, capsule, ca- only road. the capsule, the roadliner. Yeah, and, but like, can you imagine how terrifying is it to lose control in normal day circumstances? But imagine falling a kilometer. There isn't. I want to also mention something I've just realized. On these elevated roads that are like thousands of feet in the air, no guardrails, no fucking guardrails, none. none. I've thought about that. Who needs them? Who needs him? This is the dark souls of the future. Well, <laughs> we have an overpopulation problem. We're doing our goddamn best to get rid of that. <laughs> All right. So they also made plastine suspension cables. As one of the aforementioned of uh, floating highways is now collapsing. Yeah, yeah. Cars this are one, flying off the side. People are flying out of their cars. This looks more like a suspension bridge than anything else. You're because, right. Because look at the. You're right. Because the cables. Yeah. Normally our our flyovers are just kind of suspended in midair. We don't know how. But yeah, this one is definitely looks like a kind of a San Francisco bridge kind of thing, or any any big yeah. suspension bridge. People screaming and running towards the camera. Aye! It's that scene from like Cloverfield where he takes a swipe at the bridge. Oh my god, that movie! I haven't seen that in quite a while. Me neither. Um, I remember being enjoy- it. Was it remember was, being really good? Was T.J. Miller in that movie? He was. That's a. Uh, I. And then he was in Deadpool. <sighs> Weasel. Say what you want about the guy. I know he has apparently some. Work issues and like being hard to work with, huh. but he's I've I heard I've heard things. I've never heard. That. He's also right. funny as fuck. He he's really funny good. as fuck. But yeah, um, he's in uh, Cloverfield. Yes, he is. Uh, we have the plas- We have plastine burglar alarms. We have an alarm box on a wall that's just disintegrating. All the parts are falling out of. Um, and we have plastine bulletproof security screens. As these 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 robbers. Just uh, run in and start shooting people who are who are handling money, like at a bank. Yep, uh, they are we- the people behind the counter are wearing, of course, very futuristic uh, body suits with yeah. like V shoulder pads and shit. And the guys robbing are, of course, wearing all black suits with like, Batman belts. Like yeah, they have utility Batman utility belts. belts. Uh, uh, they have these fucking hats that are also masks that go down. It's very strange. It's a cool fucking robber uniform, honestly. And the, a guy behind, is getting shot behind the glass. He's and just so getting... is that lady. They're, both, they're just shooting. They have bags, empty bags. Of course, of course. They're fucking cartoon robbers, it's and I the, love it. The only way to rob anything in the future is to get a bag with a dollar sign printed on it. Or, or not. You can choose not to. But then you have to make sure to leave a trail of dollars out the bag. Otherwise, yeah. what are we supposed to know what you're stealing, right? Anyway. 
As the plastine, as we turn the page, um, as the plastine disaster toll mounted, the judges worked tirelessly, but it was a losing battle. PK, describe what's going on here. We see the inside of uh, uh, what's it called uh, justice, situation room. Kind ju- of thing. Yeah, the situ- yeah, uh, the justice HQ. We see like this map of Mega City One. We see who's this? That can't be Griffin. Who's it? Who's this? PK, what's what's going on? He doesn't have an eye patch. PK, we see a guy in a big. The chief judge emblem we've seen before. It's different now. It is different now. It used to be now. a necklace. Uh, I think. Keep going. Keep going. Keep now it's like the fucking... Remember Power Rangers? How like the Green Ranger had that armor on the chest? <sighs> Favorite episode is when he gave it to, to the, the Black, Red Ranger. The Black Ranger. He gave it to the Black Ranger. The Black Ranger was like black and gold. It was so fucking that cool looking. Fucking cool. Uh, anyway. Um, who the wearing, fuck is this, PK? Who the fuck is this? It says chief judge. Which means it's supposed to be Griffin. It says, but chief, that's not Griffin, as I know. It says Griffin. Chief Judge on his chest. We know for a fact Griffin that, has one distinctive feature. And what is that? An eye patch. And what is that? How long has Chief has Griffin been around? Since since the Academy of Law. Yeah, for like hundred progs. We also just had a giant arc. With Judge Cal and Judge Griffin being like the main character, one like, of the main characters. Yeah, and who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I don't know who the fuck this is, but this is not Judge Chief Judge Griffin. John Cooper, I don't know who the fuck you are or who the fuck you think you're. What you're, you're, you're fucking doing. pissing me <laughs> off right now. It is like Judge Griffin is one of our favorite reoccurring characters. He had a fucking yeah, holy and, shit, and, and like he has like, that uh, sleek back silver hair, and now it's kind of like. Uh, salt and pepper looking. Yeah, this guy looks like he, you. Fuck up. Know what he looks like? He looks like the redesigned version of, of uh, Goodman. Is yeah. it uh, the previous Chief Judge Goodman? It does. Um, Maybe he got fucking uh, our cybernetic eye and de-aged, but holy shit, this is he not has a distinctive design, and this is not it at all. And on top this of a that, weird choker. Yeah, on top of that, like a fucking goth girl. <laughs> On top of that, let me go back here real quick because I have a page. We saw Chief Griffin not that long ago. At that, yeah, he has been after. Um, it was where? Where do we see him recently? Um, he had like a cameo appearance. Was like, good job, Dread. Oh, it was the uh, it was the the really sob story. It was the sob story. Oh, sob story. Okay. Um, Here we go. Here we go. So Chief Judge Griffin was around. Where is he? Where is he? It was very, very recent, honestly. It was not that long ago. No, it was not. Um, sob story. Where is he? You have, the, you have that guy who shows up. Okay, here we go. Here's the fucking so, volcano. Here we go. So, yeah, look. Here is Judge Griffin. He has an... It is not that long ago. It is a dozen or more progs ago. Yep, which, there is. And it was the... Uh, completely different design. Completely different design. It's got the big J. It's got uh, smooth pauldrons on either side. And it has the big eagle... Like shield in the middle beneath the J. This thing is just a giant eagle that goes, its wings go up and over and function as pauldrons. And can, it has just Chief Judge written on it. It looks nothing like we've always seen before. I can understand, I can I can forgive the change in costume. You know, maybe he has fucking, I don't know, what, what's, what's it in the parade armor? Yeah, yeah. And like office, office fucking clothes. I can understand that. But the change to his hair and his face. It is clearly not the same. And what, I, what I'm betting happened here is, and this kind of upsets me, is the writer passed the script along. We see uh, we see Judge Dredd, other judges, and the chief judge. And he didn't specify right. Griffin. And John Cooper 
hasn't been a writer for us recently You're right. that we recognize. So it's like, Chief Judge, uh... I'll just draw Chief Judge, cool. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, he's got, so... like, this slick black, slick, slick-backed black peppered hair, salt and pepper hair. Yep. Instead of, like, the, sh- the short, crew-cut, yeah. gray hair that... And no fucking eye patch! It's very upsetting. Uh, also, he has, like, the, yeah, salt pepper versus blonde hair, what we know that Griffin has. Griffin also has that awesome scar that goes over his yeah. eye with the eye patch covers. Um, they are they are standing in a situation room. Judge Dredd is in there along with a bunch of other judges. And the chief judge is standing there. He's got behind him a, a close-up version of a city map. Yeah. Um, it is... Like there, a few blocks. Yeah, a couple blocks, right? And he's gesturing over his shoulder at it with his thumb. And there's an area in it that's, like, darkened out, which we can assume is, like, the outbreak area, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the contagion. So, PK, don't give this guy... Oh, don't get Kagan Griffin's voice? Don't you dare. Okay, he doesn't you're right. deserve it. He you're doesn't deserve that. Voice. I have a feeling we're never going to see this guy again. I really fucking hope so. Because <laughs> I was... I was upset. I was more upset than I've been in a while. Read for this guy, though. Go for it. Alright, alright. Uh, <laughs> pressure's on. Half the city's been hit now, Dread. Another day and there won't be a bit of plastine left. PK. Was that too close to Griffin? It's it's almost identical, but here's the thing. Yeah. yeah. So here's the All thing. All I'm going to do with Griffin's voice, I close one eye. <laughs> hey, I used to do the same thing with Jesse from our, our campaign. <laughs> PK. What it, what what strikes you as odd about what he just said? That's not half the city. That's a few city blocks, and it's like, unless this is not like a contagion area. This is just like the only place that hasn't been hit. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe it's just like the shadow of Dread's head. Mm. No, not not on the lighting block. for that doesn't really make sense. No. Lighting is coming from upper left. Um, it well, yeah, but uh, yeah, okay. So that's not half the city. The mega city one is huge. Yeah. Could it be it's a comic book? <laughs> or I'm just really mad at John Cooper. And he's or maybe, just... maybe to play even Devil's Advocate even bigger. This is this is Mega City 1. And if it's so far zoomed out, like that's not a building, that's a state. We would see the we would see the ocean. Yeah, we would see the ocean. We would see state lines. We okay? would see, not only state lines, we'd see any type of geography. This is just buildings. All, right. All we see is shapes You know buildings. what? I tried to play Devil's Advocate and I failed. I am upset. I'm upset with what's happening. But let's hear more from this fucking... You know, abomination that they've given us. What what else do you have to say? <laughs> he's not a bad design. He's just not Griffin. It's not Griffin. It's like it's like it's like it's like Griffin light. It's when they recast a character and try not to mention it, and you're like, Oh uh, yeah. I just better not be permanent. That's all I'm saying. The lobs have come up with a chemical that kills the bacteria, but it's got to be in plastine to start with. We've lost this one. All we can do now is count the cost. And now we have dread over. Got a kind of a sneer going on. You count the cost, Chief Judge. I'll go find someone to pay for it. That's a lie. Well done. That's a good line. I like that line. Um, I'll go find someone to pay for it. Yeah. I, so, not only that, Judge Red calls him Chief Judge. And not Judge Griffin. Because it's not. Because it's not. It's weird. Yeah. Is it like his clone? It's... Definitely not his clone. No, he right. doesn't look anything like Griffin. Like Griffin has a very thin head. This guy is like a blockish square kind of American, you know, uh, chiseled he American has got, features. He's got square chin, or yeah, it's big cheekbones, you know, yeah. big eyebrow ridges. Oh yeah, 
He's not a bad, like I said, not a bad design, but that's no Griffin. It literally looks like the redesign they did for Chief Clarence Goodman. Yeah, uh, when Goodman got redesigned. Yeah. From, from Grand Moff Tarkin to, like, oh, a loved, good old, just like a I, fucking quarterback. I loved the, the design for that Chief Judge originally for Goodman because he looked like a goddamn, he looked like Tarkin and he looked like a villain. But he was also the guy who was, like, in charge. And and his name was Goodman, and he was, like, a good guy helping... He, most evil design. I yeah. loved it. I loved it so much. Did you know there's a... I don't know if you've been... There's the current... Speaking of, like, Goodman, right? There's a newer Judge Dredd comics, which I have to lend you. Yeah, I'm a few here. behind. I want to read some more. There's a guy who uses a fake name, and his name is... The name he gives is Upton Ogood. Up to no, up, up to no good. Oh my god! <laughs> it took me four seconds. I'm embarrassed. I. It took me a whole like extra thing where they pointed it out to me. Be like, oh my fucking. God. That's like in the number twenty three. It's like I, the, the, the 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 name of the, the author of the book is Topsy Cret. Oh my god, Topsy Cret. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty fucking bad. Okay. Moving on, though, we now have a little tiny pop-out bubble that shows... Uh, the interspace. It shows a, a, what we assume to be like the top of like a skyscraper that has interspace written on it, right? Yeah. Go for the narration, PK. Dread drove Cross City to the headquarters of Interspace, the giant corporation owned by billionaire K.K. Danvers. So, we have our first billionaire being introduced. You're right. We've never had a billionaire before. We've never really seen a, like a... Well, M- Mooney, Mooney was a millionaire. millionaire. We've never really seen like a, a head of a megacorp, but we did see Mooney. Yeah, we saw a lot of Mooney. We know that. Well, and man, what not, a weird choice that was. Nearly enough Mooney in a weird way. Yeah. Like I like. I remember early on in the moon, like I think I think Mooney is. I thought I thought he was a deputy or. You thought it was a uh, judge text. No, he's just fucking like he looks like just fucking the great Gazoo from Flintstones or, or Krang or some shit. You know, <laughs> like it's just weird, but. We have Judge Dredd now is like being viewed from behind. He's talking to a gentleman who I can only describe as Omni Man sitting behind the fucking yeah. There's Omni Man, and then the picture above him is a fucking kingpin. It re- yeah, it's it's a guy sitting behind a desk, and it says KK Danvers Private like behind him, and it's this this giant fucking portrait of what looks like the goddamn kingpin so from Spider Man. That must be KK Danvers, and that must be like the founder of the company, uh, Interspace. We'll see. Uh, I guess we'll find out. There, Dredd was met by Danvers' lawyer. So this, oh. this guy this guy with the thick, like, bushy mustache, the Burt Reynolds mustache, sitting behind the desk, is okay. uh, is the lawyer, and he says to Judge oh, that's Dredd... that's a door that says you can't go in there because it's private. Yeah, I understand yeah, the that's setting a door. now. And now we have to the right also, we have a secretary behind the desk. Yeah, she's got her fucking it is, cat room... Uh, her 1960s It is the lady from Ghostbusters. It is, it is <laughs> exactly that lady. It is it's Rick Moranis' girlfriend from it Ghostbusters. It is literally that lady. Did you see the new trailer that came out? Yeah, came out today. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I saw the, the thumbnail for it. It's... I'll say this much: same actress shows up in that trailer. Awesome! She, I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, I think they have. I think the characters are like Venkman's relatives. Yeah, yeah, they're like, I'm yeah. Like, oh, I love it so much. Anyways, this lawyer, Burt Reynolds-looking character with angry eyebrows and the thick mustache, probably like called him Omni Man because he is. It looks kind of like I mean, he had if he had the sides your... of his tri- of his hair trimmed yeah. down more, he'd look like Omni Man. But, um, I'm still going to give him a J.K. Simmons voice. Oh, go for it. I mean, if you can do a J.K. Simmons impression, good on you. Right. Go for it. Mr. Danvers has recently undergone a serious operation. Judge Dredd, I can't allow you to disturb him. I'll disturb him, all right. Inner spaceships brought that bacteria in, and I'm holding Danvers responsible, as he says. Also, now... it's kind of like the bad guy from Akira, the one business owner. Ooh. Ooh that guy with the, the, the 
the sleep and like the rat teeth. Oh my god. Yeah. He he looks I mean, he looks like an asshole. I mean, yeah, he does. He looks like a douchebag. And now we have like the 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 Spider-Man meme going on. Or the, <laughs> the, the don't point at him. Don't point. Don't you point at me? I'm pointing at you. you. You literally pointed at me first. Oh, but he's stood. I uh, wasn't gonna put. I'll show you a pointed point. <laughs> Who pointed first? What was the What was the end of that movie? That movie was a fucking meme, and I loved it. And Who pointed first? Spider-Man did, obviously. <laughs> I fucking love it. But no, he looks like J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, he looks like J. Jonah Jameson. Um. Or maybe a slightly younger version. With but longer he's, hair. He's angrily pointing at the camera, which we assume to be Judge Dredd, and he's saying, The bacteria may have been found in our terminal, but that does not prove Interspace brought it in. I warn you, Judge, Mr. Danvers is a very rich man. So suddenly... I warn you, he's very rich. He's very rich, which means, you know, he's rich. He can afford things. <laughs> Lots of things. I warn, you, I warn you, Judge Dredd, he's a very rich man. What a weird warning. It's Yeah, it's a very... Like, dangerous, powerful, I get. But rich? I would love to see someone just, like... <laughs> I would love to see someone threaten Judge Dredd in such a way that's like, I'll warn you, sir. Man can hold a lot of oranges. And it's like, <laughs> it's just like, is is that a threat though? Like, I don't know. Is is it? I warn you, Dread. He bowled a perfect game. <laughs> Three hundred pins. He's done it twice. Uh, anyway, we have suddenly behind Judge Dread, bursting in from behind him. The two men turn to look, and it's a group, like a mob of people, all with all, like flyers, all with like yeah, pieces of paper in their hand. They're all different shades of. White American upset male Karens, okay? Oh yeah, they're they're oh god, what's the male Karen? Oh, uh God. I, I know a young Karen is a is a Courtney. Really? I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Uh I know a male what's a male Karen? Is it uh, Ken! Is it a Ken? It's a Ken. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know the the, the translation there. But these people are all Bursting through the doors, all yes. holding aloft these papers in their hands, very expectantly, like they wanted to speak to the manager, which is exactly what they wanted and to do. And understandable, because like this guy brought in a bacteria that destroyed, killed lives. Half the city. Yeah, half the city. According Allegiance, to... Uh, according to this guy. <laughs> according to this guy who we don't know, who's gesturing to a map, which is clearly not half the city. Anyway, one of the people yelling out, Where's Danvers? The bacteria cost our companies a lot of money. We've got Ritz to serve on Interspace. We're gonna take that crib for every penny he's got! And now the Burt Reynolds guy, the lawyer, says, You're out of order! Uh, they're not in a courtroom. So, uh, that has no... <laughs> well, I mean, people think to be out of order in the real... Sustained! <laughs> What? That doesn't no. hold any power here. <laughs> it's like we're, we're not in a courtroom of court of law. Objection! I'll I, allow it. Uh, <laughs> it's like no one's here. There's no, who are you talking to right now? Who are you talking to? Um, but these people are like rushing up to the lawyer who is now like, oh, yeah. oh no. He's like cowering and back. He's like, he's like being pushed aside. Yeah, and meanwhile, someone is in close foreground like showing Judge Dredd the piece of paper. Who's Dredd is standing there with... Absolute stoic face. Yeah. Hands on his hips, looking down at it. He's like the most neutral. He's like, this is happening. This is happening. This happened. This happened. It and is your birthday. And uh, one of the guys is saying to the uh, lawyer in the background, uh, a line I want you to write, read. Push off, rat face! That's a line. <laughs> well done! <laughs> this guy up close, though, is saying to Judge Reddy as he shows him this paper, We've got a right to serve these writs! Don't try and stop us, Judge Dredd! The thought never entered my mind. This is funny to me. This is just as called. If I know anything that's coming, it's poetic justice. And I know justice. 
Listen to me. If if this guy's a bad guy, he'll die ironically. That's what, <laughs> that's what happens here in Mega City the One. Statue of Judgment. His statue Na- will fall on him or something. <laughs> it's a natural. God, who was the guy with the statue of the sword? What? There was a statue, and a, he fell. And there was a sword on the statue, and the sword fell out of the guy's hands. Does that one of those things that sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't? I, I know mean, what happened uh, in Judge Dread. Uh, there was a statue with a sword. And um, let me. It's so far back. One, one more, one more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna search for the. I can search through every single page we have and okay. see if there is the word sword somewhere. Um, and it's gonna be within Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast. Well, there was the Slay Riders who had the power sword, but You're that right. wasn't a statue. No. Um, did we have? A guy got crushed by a statue. Yeah. Um, a guy got crushed by a statue. Uh, was it? Oh my god, you're fucking right. I okay. I that, that look on your face from like searching to I can't I can't I don't have no memory of this and that's rare for me. Um because I write all this shit down. Uh, it's just you're one of those talking, ironic deaths that I remember. You're talking about issue twenty six oh the god. Dream Palace. Yep with Mr. Nobody. Yep. Uh the only character done is Mr. Nobody himself, cut down by the sword of justice that comes and like cleaves him down. Uh, That's right. I can't believe you remember that shit. Well done. It's, Holy crap, that was a There long are so time many ago. useful things I could remember, dude. The, I could be doing programming. Oh no. I could No you can't. No. I'm kidding. I tried. I, it's fucking unbelievable. I could do I could be learning anything. Anything, anything. yeah. But here I am. I'm learning I another language, but no. Let's... In the Dream Palace, Mr. Nobody was killed by the Statue of Judgment. I can't believe you remember that. So that's so impressive. Um, so it's something. Now we have uh, the guys. The people have breached the door. They've gone into the yeah. room with Danvers, who is. I remind you again. Looks like the the bald kingpin guy. Yeah. And uh, there he is in this room. PK, what's going on right here? He's behind like a plastic sheet. Yep. Uh, uh, since like suspended from the the ceiling or whatever, just it, like a giant quarantine thing. Like a quarantine room. Almost. But the best part, yeah, my favorite part about this this panel, yeah, is looking at his face. It looks exactly like this painting. It is the exact it's the same exact expression. same facial expression and pose. It's the it's the joke that's done in uh, Hot Fuzz. Where, yeah. Like uh, what's what's the guy who played James Bond? Uh, the mustache. Oh, it's not. It's not. Oh my god. Not Connery. Why do I do this to myself? Is it Timothy Dalton? Is it's Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Because there's, there's a bunch of James Bond. He does, he does that thing where he he's smiles like, and it's the like, exact same thing. Yeah, they, they, like, they just pan over from the, from the picture to him. and It's, 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 exact... like, it's in the same shot. It's, yeah. it's hilarious. But that being said, it is not a smile. This guy's got the, the biggest scowl on his face. Um, but someone from the, the group of people who have barged in is turning around to the camera like, oh, like yeah. saying it. And he said, and, uh, what take, is the meaning of this? Get out! Hey, Danvers is in an isolation tent. So that's what we got, you know, an okay, isolation yeah. tent. And now we see the people are like ripping it open, a tear in the middle of it to get at him, right? To serve him the Ritz. Right. And someone's saying, it's just a trick to stop us serving the Ritz. Dan- uh, Danvers knows we've got to. They've got to be placed in his hand. So you have to. Like it's a, like a, a a you've been served. Kind of, yeah, like a you've been served kind of thing. Okay. Right? Hey, are you? Uh, you I love. I like movies where they is try. That, to... Is that in uh, Parks and Rec where the guy tricks uh, Ron into? <laughs> oh yeah, the, I was thinking of uh, uh, Step Brothers because that's like his not Step Brothers. Uh, but what's the movie with all Pineapple Express? Mm. Well, that's uh, that's. 
I've Seth Rogen's job at the beginning. I've never seen it before. It's but to I've serve heard good ribs. The one thing I think I've seen the end is like when Red keeps almost dying, and that's really funny. To me. <laughs> that is really great. Um, but another guy is saying as he's tearing open the uh, the veil, the plastic veil. You're not screwing out of this one, Danvers. My son died in a plastine crash. And now Danvers has got his skull has vanished as he reaches across the desk to like you know stopping, like trying to stop. Put him. your hand up to stop yeah. a crowd. Yeah, and he yeah, he's calling out. And he looks worried, like human for the first time. Yeah, he looks very human. No, please, you don't understand. Contaminated air rushed into the tent, and now Danvers just clutches at his chest and lets out like as he coils up, and uh, the the uh, the. What's it called? The attorney's there. The attorney's there. Mr. Danvers! And now, PK, what's going on? He's lying there dead. A state of shock on his face. He's just on his back, eyes wide open, like head tilted towards the camera. The crowd is overlooking Judge Dredd, hands on his hips. Doing the judge pose. Doing the judge pose. And they pose. all look like a little sad, like, did we just fuck this up? Oh, did we fuck this up? Did we just kill somebody? And and uh, the attorney is saying, He's dead! All the money in the world won't help him now, lawyer. What killed him? And the lawyer continues. It's okay. The operation I mentioned I should have told you. Mr. Denver's had heart disease. Last month, doctors replaced his own heart with an artificial one. A plastine heart. I'm closing your book for you real quick before you look ahead. So, that is the end of... Don't, okay, don't I'm look. I'm trying to find... No worries, just leave it. I'll, I'll find it for you. Okay. Because I can't let you see what's coming up next. Okay. So, PK, that's going to wrap up Prog 139, The Great so Plastic. Disaster. it wasn't exactly disaster. what I thought it was. I it, thought there was... What you think? I thought maybe he had another plague that, like, maybe he went to space and he had a different thing that wouldn't let him breathe. Like the, like the Martians on, uh... Oh, okay. Like he had been to space himself and came back with, now I can't breathe Earth's atmosphere. Interesting. That's interesting. But this is actually a lot better. It makes a lot more sense and it's a lot better. Also, he dies via poetic justice yes, and irony. Yes, very right? ironic. Um, so let's go over this real quick. Settings and places. We have Megacity Spaceport, which originally was called Kennedy Spaceport, which I You're think was right. pretty funny. Because of because of JFK Airport. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know wh- why that. And maybe there's a space. Maybe there's multiple. I mean, I mean, honestly, it makes sense. It makes sense that there's a shitload. New York there. now has more than one air, uh, airport. But they also they do the thing where it's like it's the Mega City General right. Store. <laughs> it's like, dude, there's 800 million people. We this thing we spans have more than one thousands department store. of miles. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so we have that. Innerspace's new cargo terminal in uh, Bay 43. And we also see Innerspace headquarters, as well as the Situation Room, which we assume is in Justice HQ. We don't really know. Right. But nothing really crazy as far as new locations go. Characters, though. We get to meet the Chief Judge. Mm-hmm. Complete with a new uniform we've never seen before. He even has both of his eyes. What the fuck, John Cooper? What have you ju- done to Judge Griffin? That man didn't fight with Judge Dredd against Tyrant Cal and lose everyone he's ever cared about just for you to toss him to the goddamn this curb. New fucking position just for you to fuck him up. Fuck you. This had better be just a serious mistake and not a complete redesign of one of our favorite side characters. That's all I'm saying. And it better be one of those things like, we're not going to fucking talk about that. We'll just move on. Have Judge, you know, have him come back. Because <laughs> it wasn't even that long ago. You're right. I mean, we're at Prague 139. And it was Sob Story Part 2, right? Yeah. So Sob Story Part 2 was Prog 132. So it was seven progs ago. Yeah. Seven progs ago. Seven weeks. Yeah. Seven weeks. 
You can't keep, like, the same character design for, like, a fucking month or two. Anyway, I'm done. I'm sorry, John Cooper, but I was upset. But I'm mad at you, but I'm gonna get over it. Yeah, I'm gonna get over it. If this just, if, if we just if forget about it. If you do your it. shit right. If we forget about it and move this on. This shit that happened 40 years ago. <laughs> 50 years ago. Oh my god. We also characters, we have K.K. Danvers, a billionaire owner of Interspace, our first billionaire of the yeah. drugs. Um, items and technology it was the It was what? the late 70s, early 80s, billionaires are becoming a, a, uh, an idea. I, well, they don't thing, exist yet. I looked it up, right? So Was Bill Gates the first billionaire? No. No, so here's the thing. Going by inflation rates, the first billionaire who would have been who you think? Oh, Rockefeller. Rockefeller, well wow. done. And he would have been the first billionaire. Yeah, I looked it up. I'm like, did did we have a billionaire yet? But I think it's they didn't necessarily have a billion dollars. No. Yeah, in, but it's like that part of Austin, to bring up Austin Powers again. Yeah, you know where it's kind like, of money doesn't exist. I asked for a billion. I asked for twenty billion dollars. It's not that much. In the world, <laughs> it's like that's more money than the U.S. has. Um, and he goes to the future. He's like, I asked for twenty billion dollars or twenty million dollars. It's like okay. Uh, it's like we have. I mean, our our shell companies bring in <laughs> yeah a hundred times Starbucks. that. Yeah, a hundred million dollars. It's like I mean, we bring in five billion dollars <laughs> every year, and they're like, I'm he's sorry. just like, he's like, fuck, are you serious? <laughs> A billion trillion. Zillion dollar. I I love that that whole thing. It's not it's not about the money. It's clearly just about yeah. Fucking, he clearly just wants to fuck around. It's yeah. an evil genius. Yeah, it's what it's. A, he we'll, just wants to fire a nuke into the Earth's core. We'll That's put a, all we'll he put wants. Genius in quotes there. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Items and technology of note: plastine, the material of the twenty second century. How it differs from plastic. Plasticrete. My I have a theory oh. about this. Okay. My guess is that it is no longer based in oil or natural gas production. That it's like it's it's the compound is capable of being as soft as tissue paper or hard as rock, which gives it a million uses. But if you think about it, right, we know that there is still oil because we've seen Texas oil. We have seen Texas oil from um, Texas City. We know that we don't know much about natural gas, but we know that geothermal energy is a thing because, because of power, the power tower, right? But my thought is, okay, maybe we're running low on. Um, that uh, fossil fuels? On fossil fuels in some way, uh, or if there's enough demand of just crude oil that we can't make plastics out of out of the runoff. We, it's needed for other stuff. For, for all for, for... So maybe there is a, literally like a synthetic plastic, like there's a, a plastic replacement in a way. Okay. Which is kind of interesting to think about. Um, Here's the other possibility. Hmm. It's a comic book. Maybe I'm thinking too hard. <laughs> as always. But things that plastine can be uh, used to make are include building materials, clothing, yeah. wigs, bikes, dentures, tires, suspension cables, burglar alarms, bulletproof uh, series screens, and even the human heart. Oh, um, this plastine clearly it's a miracle material. It, I mean, it clearly. Uh, we said before it clearly mirrors the sudden explosive use of the modern day plastics during the sixties and seventies when we had this new material to build with, and the next thing you know, everything is made of plastic. Yeah, right? it's just it's everywhere. And now. And now it's everywhere still, because, man, that shit doesn't disappear. We didn't think about what happens when we're done with it. Nope. No, we didn't think at all. Well, if we burn it, it turns to poison, mm. though. Yay. Mm. Um, terrible slang made up words, Judge Dread One-Liners. You hit it exactly on the point. <laughs> uh, push off, rat face! That's a good one. And then the, you count the cost, Chief Judge. I'll, I'll go find someone to pay I'll for it. I'll make them pay. Like, that's a, that's a good line. That is a good Objectively, line. it's a good line. Um, also, we have a writ. Which I had never heard of just a writ as in and of itself. I, I heard of, have heard of this. It's like a summons or like a uh, uh, like a 
a, 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 a paper saying, I am coming after you for this amount of money. So, you are dead on. It's, it's definition of a writ is a form of written command in the name of a court or legal authority to act or abstain from acting in some way against someone, basically. Yeah. So, uh, you're dead on with that. But yeah, I've heard, I've heard the term before. I, I've heard of Looney Tunes or something. I've heard of writ in some means, but usually it's like a like a short of like I don't know. I, I guess I guess in that same definition, I don't know. World building though, we got a lot. We had some stuff to go here. Um, there is honestly, this is very a, a bottle episode, very contained. Yeah. Not a lot of world, new world building here. The Plastine disaster kind of just ends before it even gets interesting. Yeah, like it's, it's a new material. But it, like, happens... The disaster, like, happens within two pages. And they're just like, well, we lost. We got this cure for it, but now we just have to build it into plastine. I'm like, oh, well. This could have been... That sucks, but now... Yeah. I guess, how do you fight against, a, like, a, a microbial virus and make it, you know, interesting plot-wise? But, uh... The chief... Now, what if there were people who didn't want... They are like, it's my building, my choice... I don't want to build my material, my building out of this material. I will, I will wait, you know, and 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 I'll see how it affects everyone else, every other building first. It's, it's, this technology has come along too quickly. It's I would too say. fast, too quick. Yeah, it's not you know, based in science. In forty years on the road, these buildings could, I don't know, uh, PK, have heart disease. PK, I I want to kill myself enough as it is. <laughs> Please do not mimic our current anti-vax fucking epidemic that we have going on. Um, but I have to bring this up. The chief judge, and I'm putting that in extreme quotation marks. He used big the air quotes. chief judge mentions that, again, over half the city has been hit by the bacteria, gesturing over his shoulder to a map on the wall. However, clearly the map is way too small to show all of Mega City 1, so what the hell, John? Maybe it's like just, that's just one bubble. It's like a giant, okay, you know what? John Cooper... I'm not impressed. I'm not <laughs> impressed. If you're going to say Those half of Mega City 1, if you're, if, if you're going to say Mega City 1, half of Mega City 1 has been hit, show us proportionally correct map. I mean, we've seen one before. Judge Cal had one. Yeah. Remember? Um, hell, maybe even look at the fucking characters you're supposed to have been drawing from before. I am still upset about Judge Griffin. This is better not be a permanent thing. I love you know, Judge Griffin. 50 years ago, maybe they, they brought him in like, you have to do a comic in a day. Yeah, yeah. It was probably, I mean, it's probably like the six days to air thing, right? You gotta, yeah. like, draw it and get it out now. I understand mistakes happen, but I'm still upset about it. And mm-hmm. I, I, I reserve the right to be upset about something that happened 50 years ago that means nothing. And a comic we just found out about. I would. I prefer to express my, my harsh, grating opinion about insignificant, mm-hmm. trivial things as much as I want to on the internet. That's a good point. But I also... Who the I, fuck are we? I acknowledge the fact that it is a, a harsh opinion about a trivial thing that affects nothing and no one. Anyway. <laughs> also, I have to mention, clearly there isn't enough regulation on megacorporations. Unlike, oh. Unlike today, he said sarcastically. Because this single company managed to kill probably thousands or tens of thousands of people due to their negligence. Yeah. Uh, isn't it great when corporations can police can just police themselves? What could possibly go wrong in that circumstance, right? Um, so, but I get I get yelled at for the anti-vax movement. <laughs> so here's an interesting thing, PK, that I found out. Okay. Did you know that there was a British television show? Yes. Called Doom Watch. Doom Watch. No. It was a British television show called Doom Watch that the very opening episode of this show uh, had a very interesting 
uh, a very interesting plot, and I'm going to read this to you because I found it. I just I, I don't know how I found this, but I found it. Okay. So Doomwatch is a British science fiction television program produced by the BBC, which ran on BBC One between 1970 and 1972. So shortly before Short. our, pro- our, our our comic starts, yeah. seven or so years. The series, so. the series was set in the then-present day and dealt with a scientific government agency led by Dr. Spencer Quist, played by John Paul, responsible for investigating and combating various ecological and technological di- uh, dangers. So this is kind of like a... Uh, kind of like a Captain Planet CSI, you know, protecting... Okay, yeah, from- it's, a, it's a weird genre, but I get it. So this group of people that go... Led by Doctor Benton Quest. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's 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 very much like it was uh, the the head of the uh, it was at the, the foreground of the ecological awareness movement kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the series was uh, was followed by a film adaptation produced by Tygon British Film Productions and was re- released in 1972. And a revival TV film was broadcast on Channel Five in 1999. Okay. But. The very first episode was aptly named Plastic Eaters for a bacteria that began to dissolve all the plastic on Earth. Which is a... Uh, sounds like a great thing because we have so much plastic. Yeah. But then I, we realized we're still using that. I mean, I'd be kind of okay with it for the most part. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know... Your car! I'll get another car. Uh, but that being said, I understand. I, I, I mean, I get it. But it's also kind of cool that, like, hey, this is clearly taking inspiration from this, so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, we learn something new. I try to learn yeah, something new every time, every new yeah, issue. Yeah, I like that. Doom Watch. Never heard of it. Never, Never heard, heard of it. Um, what's the, is it Doom Patrol? Yeah, that's DC? the, that's the. Robot Man and shit like that? Yeah, that's the, the TV show based on the, the comic book. I fucking love that show. Um, I need to watch it. I've, I've watched a lot of clips of it. Uh, also, death count for this issue. Most of us, Brendan Fraser is awesome. Brendan Fraser, just bring him back. Put him in everything. I love him. Uh, while we clearly see the chaos caused by the plastine devouring ba- bacteria, we never get a body count total for the disaster. No. Um, but Which, I mean, that's something that kind of like that Judge Dredd kind of likes to do, isn't it? They, they usually give a wrap up of like how many people were affected. Like hundreds died, or thousands died, or millions died. I mean, we've had the the highest body count was. Cal's reign, yep. clearly. We had millions die. Um, also, interesting thing. Uh, so we know that as of still, and as of recently in the comic, we are at like an 800 million population count, right? Yep, maximum um, about 800 million. And they've said that since Cal's reign. So it's still at or above 800 million somewhere. So it was like, it wasn't hundreds of millions. It wasn't enough to go dip below Millions or tens of millions, which is still an insane amount of people dying. Yeah. Um, well, you but, know, one death is a tragedy, a million is a statistic. Exactly, right? But here's the thing. Statistic. Statistical error. Um, but here's the thing. In a recent prog that I was reading of Judge Dredd, they listed the population as being around 100 million. Yeah. So that's interesting. That They've had that much population loss due to all the other tragedies that have apparently happened. Um, and we know for a fact that there are going to be some fucking huge population uh, I don't I don't know what necropolis is but I assume people die I, yeah there's a there's a necropolis there's a there's an atomic thing there's all kinds of stuff we haven't even gotten to block wars who knows yeah. right um but in this issue the one confirmed death is KK Danvers killed by tragic irony the most common <laughs> form of death for bad guys in comics uh, as his artificial plastine heart was devoured by the very bacteria his company no doubt brought to earth shame 
Shame. You can't set yourself up for shit like that, dude. You can't. So, PK, that is kind of our wrap-up for our last prog here, prog 139. My voice is going. Yeah. The Great Plastine Disaster. Do you have anything else you want to bring up? Wasn't there a material before they talked about, like, Plasticrete or something? Um, we've had a Way lot back of... in the Robot Wars? Plasticrete. Well, there's one way of finding out. Um, plastic. Isn't there another material like that was like that's the same but not the same? Um, let me see here. We have the antique car heist. We sure did. Uh, we had plastic skin spray gun, uh, which was they used to like they to remodel cars basically. Yeah. They had plastic flakes, which was a uh, synthetic cereal. You're right. Um, Walter's scrapbook. Um. Plastic wrapping, nothing really from just okay. plastic something. But right. maybe there was. I just may not be able to find it. So. Well, maybe I just made it all up. I mean, it's not. It's not a far stretch in this comic book. You ready to hear what we got going on next, PK? Oh yeah, let's find out next, about next week. Before we do, I want to let our our listeners know. By the way, we are over sixty subscribers on really? on YouTube. It's the way to go for us. I'm super happy to, to say this. Um, it's, I'm just, we love you guys. I never thought there'd be any of you. And, and the here fact we are 60 of you. The fact that's that enough for a baseball team. I mean, you need 60 players for a baseball team? No, you need, you need far less. It's like yeah, 12. It's, it's like, yeah, that's way, that seems like, a, a, how many players do you go through on a regular basis? Um, okay, so, before we get into our, our thing, and I'll, thank you again for our subscribers. You can, I want to let everyone know you can now listen to the Dreadful Cyberpunk cast on most podcasting apps. Check us out on your preferred listening platform. We are currently on Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. We're on iTunes. That's how you know we're big. That's, that's a, we've we've exploded. We've, we've, we've iTunes is how you know you've made it. We're going viral, but in like a in like a black like, plague nowadays. I was going to say like the plastic plastic crete virus. Oh, I mean there you go. There you go. Did you? I actually read a, a fucking a thing on. Plastic. I heard, a, I heard a thing on plastine. Plastine. Uh, it, it wasn't that long ago. It's fine. Uh, I heard a thing. Did you know they're they're because of the infrastructure that's been made for getting the coronavirus out to people? They're debating about like, hey, can we use that infrastructure to 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 distribute the the vaccine for the black plague? Did like you notice the, the thing? Bubonic plague? The bubonic plague is still like a thing. Like what killed half of England? It's still a thing. No, that can't be right. It's in Madagascar. It is still a real thing. People don't have antibodies. There, There is a... And they're just like, we've seen how quickly shit can spread. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, dude, if they hit... If, if the universe is like... If the universe hits us with the fucking black plague... Again, I actually was listening to NPR and they were talking about there's like the there's two different kinds of the black plague, which was really interesting. But it was like there's the bubonic plague and there's the like pneumonic plague. Uh, the pneumonic one was uh, you die within 24 hours. Oh wow! Of catching it, like you show symptoms. By the time you're showing symptoms, you're already dead, which is Jeez. terrifying. Yeah. Uh, the bubonic plague was the one that spread really quickly, but it, it had a longer. Uh, a longer period before it would kill you, basically. Okay. Which still fucking terrifying. Um. Anyway, there's yeah. your there's your upper for the episode. You ever eh? think about how just the, our extenders our extenders just hanging by a wire all the time. Mm. Like the end of humanity is always right there, there, there always 
in the peripheral. It's, it's like, well, RJB died. All right, that was democracy. It was a nice experiment while it lasted. Like, shit is just barely the held the, together. Yeah. It's it's insane. If you, like, turn your head too far, you say, oh, that's, that's the end of humanity. <laughs> it's just, it's like you're, I would describe it as, like, you're in... Uh, the Truman Show, but you're trying very hard to not notice that you're in the Truman Show. This is all real. This isn't a facade. Yeah. It's not a house of cards. This is the real world. It's totally stable. We're not hanging on by a thread. No, it's fine. It's fine. God damn it, guys. Fix the lights. Um, anyway, so if anyone is listening to this, one, we love you. And two, thank you. Always and, be worried about the end of society. <laughs> and if you are, if you find this entertaining, feel free to leave a comment, subscribe, or offer a blood sacrifice for us at your local church and in our name. Any press is good press. We're happy to have you. Yeah. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can at dreadfulemailaddress at gmail.com. That is D-R-E-D-D-F-U-L, email address at gmail.com. We promise to read and respond to anything you write on any platform because our audience is still very small. Because there's 60 of you, and how many of you, like, what, six of you might write emails? Yeah. I can read six emails. I can read 60 emails. I, I'm, I'm pretty smart guy. I might reply all, but still, <laughs> still, we appreciate it. So, PK. So not a dick pic. You ready for what's coming? Uh, yeah, what's coming down the pipe? All right. So, strap yourself in. Okay. You told me not to look at the next page, so I know it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Next time on the Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast, it's the battle you've all been waiting for. The showdown of the century. You've wanted it. We've begged for it. PK and I are here to give it to you, baby. The war to end all wars. Who will prove victorious? Judge Dredd? Or 400 billion spiders. The, bl <laughs> the Black Plague consumes everything in its path. But can Judge Dredd ride a talking horse fast enough to save the lives of everyone in Mega City 1? Maybe you'll find out next time oh, on the dreadful cyberpunk cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And this has been a very dreadful recording coming to you from the, the distant, distant present. present.